tuned into K-100 Radio, Hip-Hop and R&B. Timbo. Hi, this is Timbo. If you want the best new music first and the hottest old school jams, make sure you join me for the world-famous Full On Vibes, where we do that each and every week just for your listening pleasure. You can also hit me up through Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, 365 days a year, seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Like us, see us, and follow us. Just search out Full On Vibes, and I will see you there. Catch me here Saturdays from 12 on K100 Radio. Hey, it's your man DJ Will Money. Catch my mix show Street Anthems Live right here on K100 Radio each and every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern as I bring you the latest R&B and hip-hop music. Plus, check out my Indie Spotlight segment where I give indie artists a chance to shine. That's every Thursday, 5 p.m. Eastern, Street Anthems Live right here on K100 Radio. MidwestMixtapes.com, the number one website for Midwest rap. MidwestMixtapes.com, they promote and market albums, mixtapes, singles, and videos. MidwestMixtapes.com, they can get you on DJ conference calls, blogs, and email blasts. MidwestMixtapes.com, they work with several magazines, college radio campaigns, and street teams in multiple cities. Are you struggling with getting people to listen to your music? Do you need a bigger fan base? Real Rap Promo is here to help you. Log on to www.realrappromo.com today to see how they can help you with all your promo and marketing needs. Real Rap Promo! nominated us and you voted and thanks to you our loyal listeners we are the southern entertainment awards radio station of the year 2016 yeah you know what it is k100 radio oh yeah what up though k100 radio what's popping man what's good with my facebook people what's good with everybody checking me out on the broadcast k100radio.com Welcome, man. You know what it is. Time to get down with the get down. You know what's popping, man. 347-934-0966. That's the number to dial into the show. 347-934-0966. That's the number to dial into the show. You guys make sure you hit the phone lines up, man. What's good? Welcome, everybody, to the broadcast again. Uh, big ups to everybody who's tuned in. I see the homie DJ OK. The general is checking in over there on Facebook. Shouts out to the homie, man. What's good? Uh, you know what it is right now. This is another episode of our uh, uh, I joint collaborative effort. Uh, effort with uh, the homie Mugs a Million. He's on the line right now. Mugs, what's going on, brother? Yes, sir. What's happening? Mugs a Million in the building. What up with the blessing? You good? Man, chilling, man. You know what it is, man. It's time for us to go ahead and do it, man. The MIC. Yes, sir. The Music Industry Conference Call. Yes, time to get this thing popping. You feel what I'm saying? What's good with you, folks? Man, you got it, man. Everything been good, bro. So you still doing what you do, man. Again, if I ain't officially said it, I'm saying it, man. Congrats on that SEA too, man. You I appreciate I mean? it. That was really, that was a real good, good look for K100 Radio, man. Big ups to the staff, all the DJs with the mix shows, man, and everybody supporting it. I'm definitely supporting the brand, man. And uh, yeah, that's definitely a good look, bro. Salute. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
right? So if you've never tuned in uh, to one of the MICC, Music Industry Company Calls, that we've had up here at K100 Radio, this is our fifth one, right, Muggs? Is it fifth one? Yeah, fifth one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah fifth yeah. one. We've been going, man, and then, you know, apologize, too, you know what I'm saying? I want to say an apology out to the people, you know what I mean? We had fell off with a, a couple months had to go by, man, as far as with scheduling and, you know what I'm saying, doing, yeah. you know, life, man, you feel me, though? And so, you know, K100 and me on my end with the mic, uh, you know, we had to miss a couple times, but we back at it for y'all, man. And we're going to keep it going again for another round so y'all get ready. You know what I mean? Exactly, man. And what we do, this this particular um, <clears throat> segment is all about learning. This particular segment is an educational segment. Yeah. Uh, the people that we have on, the guests that we're going to bring on, it's all about um, getting knowledge from people who have real-time, real-life experience in the music industry. Uh, this segment, we've got two guests. We've got... Bram, uh, the creator of over at IndieHitMaker.com. And we've also got Nick Love, mm-hmm. who's also a music industry marketing guru. He spent a lot of years with CTE slash Def Jam marketing for those guys over there. And he's got a new venture that's really, really, really dope. So I want to make sure that we definitely want to chop it up with Nick Love. But he's been around for a long time, an industry yeah. vet. Uh, yes, the Bite Life, The Bite Life um, venture that he's got going on, which is basically something that he created to, to, um, to combine the hip-hop culture with the foodie culture. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, foodie yeah, culture is yeah. big. I mean, those those Food Network shows, those are real popular. Yeah, he's trying uh, to combine hip-hop culture with uh, the food culture. Uh, but he's also been in the game a long time as a marketing guy. So he's got a lot of information, a lot of uh, stuff that he's going to be able to share with you guys. We're taking your questions. 347-934-0966. That's the number down to the show. Again, 347-934-0966. If you're going to have any questions about the music industry, and if, when these guys come on, the guests come on, if you guys want to actually ask them any direct questions, uh, shout out to everybody that's watching me on Facebook Live. But if you actually want to ask them yourself, hit the phone lines. Again, the number is 347-934-0966. I make sure I, I, I type that in down on the Facebook Live feed uh, to make sure that everybody can see it in Facebook Live. Shout out to DJ Esoteric, Miss T, Carol Soto with the Tampa Music Conference. If you're going to be in the Tampa area this week, I've got one more free ticket to get into the Tampa Music Conference. You can hit us up Uh-oh. and hit me up. I got one more. If you're going to be in Tampa right now, you're checking us out on Facebook or on the broadcast, and right. you want to go to the Tampa That's Music real. Conference, that lineup that they got for panelists and everything, it should be dope. It should be really informative. Uh, you may really want to go over there and check that out. If you're going to be in Tampa, Central Florida, South Florida, within a short drive of Tampa, Florida, and you want to get that Tampa Music Conference ticket, you can holler at me right now on the Facebook Live right here, or you can hit me up on the broadcast. Either way, I'll make sure I get it to you. But yeah. you got to hit me up That's right now up. while we're live. You only get it while I'm live. You feel what I'm saying? So right. you guys make sure you do while it. While you live. You yeah. Get it now. Miss T, Miss T get won one. Shout out to Miss T. She won uh, a ticket. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Yolanda Hernandez. I see Yolanda Hernandez checking in, man. So uh, we've got Bram from Indie Hitmaker. He's scheduled to come up at 830, and Nick Love is scheduled to come up at 9. So, from these yeah, first bro. from these first 30 minutes, basically me and Mug said, well, well, we'll we'll go ahead and talk about some things that we maybe want to talk about when yeah. it comes to the music industry. And we'll also take some calls from anybody that want to call in with any music industry anybody. questions. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I've got somebody on the phone line right now, Muggs. Let me see if they actually want to ask a All question right. real quick. And uh, if they have a question or if you have a question, you can ask it in Facebook or you can ask me by calling 347-934-0966. Let me check this phone line real quick. Uh, 770, code 770-292, what up? What's good? What's up, PD? Oh, this is this JC Rocket. What's good, JC? What's happening? Hey, what's up, Muggs? How you doing? Well, How you feeling? What up with you, Miss Lady? You good? 
All good, all good, Al. You know, oh, I always yeah. tune in. I always tune in for the education no. and, of course, of course, being the best production assistant in the world, I have to <laughs> perform my duties, right? Right. And loyalty. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right, we try to appreciate that. Yeah, you got to. You. you I'm going yeah, to go ahead and jump into some of these discussions, JC. If you have a question, you just let me know. And I'll go ahead and go into the discussion with Muggs real quick. All right? All right. All right. Stand by. All right. Again, the number 347-934-0966. Again, we, we don't have Ram scheduled to call in until 830. And we got Nick Love that's going to hit yeah. the phone lines at 9. But go ahead. Uh, there's one thing I want to discuss. There's been a lot of changes. Uh, if you guys don't know, me and Muggs, we both... Uh, voting members of the Recording Academy. Both of us are, 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 are part of the coalition of people that yeah. actually vote on the Grammys. And they changed a couple of things recently. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I noticed, yeah, that, I noticed that they... Yeah, they, yeah. Well, I noticed that they slimmed down the number of categories that yeah, each... The amount of votes. Yeah, yeah the amount of votes that we can do. Now, 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 personally, I'm not really tripping on that because, honestly, bro, with the 20... The last, my last five that I was voting on, and and, and with that, I, I really was like kind of reaching for some of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't overstepping my bounds, but it wasn't something that I focused on every day. Like, if you don't understand how the Grammy voting process is, uh, we can briefly go into it real quick if you want to, mugs. But basically, you vote yeah, on, good. yeah, you vote on different categories, and you and they want you to. Focus on your expertise. That's why you can't vote on any category. Yeah. Like if you're a hip hop guy, yeah. yeah. If you're a hip hop guy, they don't want you voting on best rock artist, best rock song, or best country. You feel exactly. me? They want you voting exactly. on the genre that you're known to to to, to deal in. You know what I'm saying? So once you get approved, yeah. they specifically send you correspondence telling you, listen, we want to keep this thing pure. We want this thing to come out right. They want it that the recording academy, the Grammy people, contrary to popular belief, actually want to want to get it right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it just doesn't. Yeah. Uh, the, the problem yeah. with hip hop. The problem with hip hop has been traditionally that there's not enough of us. Us meaning we don't get involved. We don't get involved. Yeah. It's like regular politics. Like we bitch and complain about yeah. the presidency, but nobody want to vote. Everybody say they vote we don't, don't matter. Vote. Right? You know that's what I'm saying? So that's a real problem that's going on with the uh, recording academy and the Grammy process. But they just changed the rules and they slim down what we could actually vote yeah. on as voting members. You feel me? We can't just vote on. We used to be able to vote on 20 different categories. Now it's only 15. But like I said. I'm not. I don't know about you, but when like the other the other categories that I would vote on because of me because of what I do, I would also go into voting on like film and score stuff because I've actually yeah. scored stuff and you know what I'm saying. So I would vote on gotcha. those categories. But I'm definitely more of a hip hop R and B aficionado. You know what I'm saying? Being the program director for K One yeah, Radio, exactly. so that's my strong suit. But of course. We all get to vote on the main general categories, then it breaks down into yeah, your, yeah, your the fields. Yeah, the main ones anyway. Yeah, right. the main ones is on the house. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So they slimmed it down, and I just saw that letter, and I saw the correspondence, and I thought, you know, actually, are you are you okay with I'm okay with it, because maybe it, 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 it may be for the best when, when, when oh, dealing with the Grammys. Was that talking on that? Well, well I, slimming I it down. I was thinking more of a different angle, even not even on the voting member level. Uh-huh. Because everybody, you know, can't relate to that. You know what I'm saying? If you, you know what I mean, honestly, look at the callers that we might have. But one of the changes, like, on that on that note, though, one of those changes that was brought about was the streaming situation. True. About them accepting the streaming-only category. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, And right. now that is something I know that pertains to a lot of our listeners and our followers. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, 
Now, we want to throw a curve on and touch on that. I think that will really be a lot more relevant to our audience. You feel me? Me and you can get in another on the on the voting part or whatever, too. You feel me? I think first, we got to get people signed up. Man, and get <laughs> well, yeah. To become members. Yeah. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's a whole nother, That's a whole segment in itself. Yeah, that's a whole nother agenda. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, but I definitely feel you, though. I think that I think the addition yeah. of the streaming category for hip hop is good because you know I mean let's just face it hip hop yeah. is a genre and you know what I'll talk about another and it's something else that I'll talk about that we can get into and you guys again three four seven nine three four zero nine six six I was tagged in a very interesting post on Facebook and I think that I'm gonna actually uh, I may bring it up before we get ready to jump into Bram's call in a minute and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about it something that uh, Kelby Cannon from uh, Make It a Magazine tagged me in and it became a whole big conversation on Facebook for about the last twenty four hours. Mm. Um, but Man. I'll tell you guys um, this, the, the streaming part uh, of adding that category and adding that to the Grammy fray, that's really going to help for me as far as hip hop concerned, because yeah. it's just yeah. our genre is notorious for not wanting to buy shit like buy that. You, you feel me? Yeah, you know what real. I'm saying? It's like so starting to take into account streaming when it comes to Grammy nominations and stuff like that. That's really big for hip hop. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's gonna that's only yeah. gonna help the hip hop genre because it's a lot of dope ass people it like really is. like we talking about a logic somebody like that. You know what I'm saying? Who's really got a stupid crazy yeah. internet grind and stupid crazy stream account? Who doesn't get a lot of love from organizations like that because maybe he don't sell a lot of records? But his independent grind is crazy and his fan base is rabid. They just are millennials who just really believe in streaming and don't really want to necessarily pay for music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They just they they talk. came they came into a generation where paying for music was like what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. My, yeah. my my son and my little brothers them is like pay for music like nigga I like them but not like that you know what I'm saying everybody's like yeah yeah <laughs> they they like it they they really they really can love an artist's music bro but doesn't they, they don't see yeah. the disconnect in why they should pay for it you feel what I'm saying exactly. DJ Offset That's what's up time. you know what I'm saying I shout out to DJ Offset checking in on Facebook Hell's Flame what up homie I see a hundred checking in you know what I mean. Tamara Bubble Bubble on deck. What up, though? Uh, just holler my Facebook people that's checking in on Facebook Live. But, yeah, man, I think that, um, you know, that, that situation with the streaming is definitely going to help uh, hip-hop. For real, for real. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Nah, definitely. And then, and, and, and even trickling it down from just hip-hop, man, to these independent artists out here, man. You know what I'm saying? Giving them a chance. Now, you know, if you're independent and you got streaming-based only situations. Right. Going for yourself. It can count as record sales now. You know right, what I'm saying? Like right. You got everything, you know, took care of on the business end, man. Right. Like, you can actually start putting up numbers on the billboard and everything. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, going through, you know, stations and platforms like K100 that's charting. Like, it's all about the numbers. You know what I'm saying? Now, yeah. and now that every number is starting to count in some form in the music industry, you know, it, 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 you know what I mean? That's why this call is, about, you know what I mean, on... The business got to be took care of to afford to really count and make sense for people too. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Exactly. But, you know, that was a good look for Chance the Rapper to be able to put yes. that on the forefront as yes. an independent artist. You know what I'm saying? And fight for that too, though. You know yeah. what I'm saying? He actually fought for it too. And, you and, know what I mean? And, and he's, a, he's he won't he refuses and, 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 to sign a deal. <laughs> I seen. The, did you see yeah, the article exactly. about him? Yeah, where he's like, yeah, I'm not signing too, a fucking man. record got a whole deal. One yeah, on, on bruh, man. Yeah, they trying to make him sign something. Yeah, big up. <laughs> no, big ups to him for like standing his ground on that, man. Yeah. You know, if you don't know about man, that situation with out, Chance man. the Rapper, man, if you don't know what he's really doing for, like, how he's really representing being true, true independent, like yeah. motherfuckers will go around here nah, and tell really me some is. shit, like, yeah, Young Thug is an indie. What? Young Thug ain't been an indie for years. You know what I'm saying? He signed with a 300, and he's been signed with 300, and before that, he still had a basically what would equate to a major deal like chance is really giving them the business uh on being an independent yeah. rapper you can learn a lot 
from what go from what chance the rapper is doing. I feel you, Tamara Bubble. He's he's not fucking playing with him. You know what I'm saying? He got to get all his. You know what I'm saying? And the, he he really is embodying uh, what it's like to be an independent artist. So big up to that guy. You know what I'm saying? For real. Um, I had a, I had a, I want to bring up this discussion real quick while we waiting. Uh, again, Bram from Indie Hitmaker. He's scheduled to come in at eight thirty. Uh, Nick Love is scheduled to come in at nine. Yeah. And then you can also hit us up with your questions either on Facebook if you guys want to hit me up or have a question that you want to pose to the audience or dial the number 347-934-0966. If you scroll up a little bit, that number's in there. I typed it in. Uh, so uh, one of my friends, uh, good friend of mine, Kelby Canning, shout out to those guys over there at Making It Magazine. Make sure you rock with them, man. A really great resource for independent artists. I rock with them. They sponsor our Illa Kill segment. Make sure you check out that K- uh, the Making It Magazine uh, mag. But anyway, yep. Kelby uh, posted, yep. made a post. And um, it, real quick, we can just jump in this for like a couple of seconds. Um, oh, yeah. Basically, Kelby said that he, he came to the defense of independent artists, right? And on his post, he basically says, a lot of, I see a lot of DJs and promoters and industry people uh, shitting on the industry artists because they don't know the difference between a rapper and a nigga that rap. You feel me? Not 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 the industry people, people who actually yeah, have platforms. Yeah. They yeah, can't they yeah. can't they can't recognize the difference between a real artist and somebody who's just rapping for fun. You feel me? So a lot of times yeah. they end up dealing with with artists and, and people who aren't serious. They're they're quote unquote hobbyists or they're kind of doing it. They're not really genuine and they're not, they're not really, really, really ten toes down in it. And so a lot of people yeah. can't decipher the difference between that kind of artist you feel me and somebody who's really about their grind not even based on budget just based on the severity of their dedication and and then they deal with the one who's just really technically a hobbyist and then they get a bad taste in their mouth and then they go out and bash every independent artist which as as if all of them fall into the fucking same category which is completely retarded you know what i'm saying so it happens all the time you get people um, in the music industry, and they come out and they bash artists. And he came into there. He came to uh, independent artist defense, and so did I. In the post, and a couple other people, even though everybody didn't agree, nobody ever agrees on everything. Um, but if he says if you keep complaining about all the artists who won't spend money with you, and these are for people who charge money for for services, you know what I'm saying? And we'll get. And that's basically what I want to yeah. jump into. He says if you keep complaining about all the artists who won't spend money with you. I have to seriously question your efficiency as a business person when you can't spot the difference between a potential client or a clown looking to waste your time. You know what I'm saying? Why shouldn't, uh, why shouldn't artists put their career in your hands uh, when, you are, when, you are, when you are clearly mishandling your own? So basically, what he's saying is, if you can't even spot the difference between a real dedicated artist or whatever, uh, why should someone really believe... Or even side with you when you constantly bashing artists for not wanting to spend money. Now it's a twofold thing in the question. I ask you this, mugs, and anybody can call in if they want to talk about it. A, yeah, charging artists for certain particular services. Some people get it, and some people don't. As a as a as a person who has a platform with K100 Radio, who do, who does a lot of free shit, Illa Kill is free. Uh, making it on a seriously spin worthy list that just came out. That's free. You know what I'm saying? Being a part of this fucking phone call right here, even though all these lights and all this internet yeah. and all this shit is working, this is free information. This is stuff that we do for free to help out the independent artists. So we do enough and, and more. We do enough shit for free and some things we charge for. it. Some people n- don't necessarily agree with everything we're charging for. And I know you charge for some things too, Mugs. How, 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 how do you... Yeah. How, how difficult is it for you to deal with independent artists when it comes to you as a businessman saying, hey, this is a business. I have to charge you for, for this particular thing. And sometimes the resistance you get from independent artists who feel like it ain't worth it. When you clearly know as a businessman, the shit is fucking worth it. Yeah. 
Man, one of the scenarios I like to use, because, you know, one of the main services I offer to independent artists is my consultation services, uh-huh. as far as the music business advice and stuff like that, you know, PROs, publishing, you know, the whole nine yards, the whole, the mic, you know what I mean, the music industry crash course. Well, the, the crazy part about it, man, half of the calls I get, man, you know, for one, I'm trying to get you up on your business, the, the stuff that really counts, and I'm at a super affordable rate. But the same guy tell me how many mixtapes he got out, how he on live, he just did a mixtape with this DJ, that DJ, got a video on World Star and all of this and all of that, you know what I'm saying, that you got going on, but then a hundred dollars, you know what I mean, service to, to help you get the song registered with a PRO, you don't see the value in that, you see what I'm saying, Are you, you, you hesitant to, you know what I mean, and it's like, I think a lot of cats, you know what I mean? And like you said, though, the, the whole thing with Kelby saying, too, people like that, I'm glad you don't want to spend that kind of money with me because that ain't the kind of clients I want anyway. You see what I'm saying? Right. Because, you know, like you said, you got to be able to tell the difference between a, a artist and a, just a nigga that rap. You know what I'm saying, though? Nigga, you ain't no real artist, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because you would know the importance in this as part of the part of the music industry and the business that you getting yourself involved in. See what I'm saying? I think with consultation, so, I, I want to stop you right there. I think consultation is one of those things that I, I've heard several people say with consultation. Consultation is just for for people who two kind of people who are lazy who don't want to who don't want to go out and research and, and find out the information on their own, or people who just feel yeah. like or, or people who just aren't intelligent enough to grasp the business side of it. You have some people that are really great creative artists. They're really great dope poets. They're really great producers but they're just not yeah. really great with with books or contracts or the technical side of you know what i'm saying and it, and it may seem yeah. funny to some people but let's let's admit it you know people in school like that growing up you know what i'm saying you knew yeah, the guys who were really yeah, talented exactly. at basketball but they really barely could pass the test to be able to make it to college yeah, you, you know go. what i'm saying so there there's two go. different people who you know there's two different people i've heard different times that people say you know uh you know some consultating somebody just giving them advice why should i pay for that well if you why, why should someone that has spent years learning all this shit just tell you for free yeah you know what i'm saying you know what i mean they got to understand. It, exactly it's like, it's like you said <laughs> right you're not gonna walk into the doctor's office shot up and this right. man perform a surgery on you and think he ain't gonna want to get paid for it right regardless of the fact yeah he a good he a god-fearing person he don't want to see nobody die but this is my job, though. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> that's how, you know what I mean? And that's why people have to understand, man. The only charge, like you said, it, it's, you know, you can only go so far even with advice. At, at some point in time throughout my consultation, I know for me personally, I'm hands-on and actually guiding you through your music career. Right. It's not just advice. You see what I'm saying? Right. See, advice is one thing. I don't mind giving away free advice. That's what we're doing right now. You exactly. See what I'm this, this is, is, this advice. is free advice. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Right. You take out of it what you want to take out of it. If you get something from it, good. If you don't, I'm sorry. You know what I'm saying? But it's just advice. But, you know, when it comes to me actually grasping your individual situation right. and saying, hey, get you from A to B, you see what I'm saying? Right. Like, that's me having to work now. You see what yeah. I'm saying? So I can't just work for free. <laughs> right. You know Real what I'm saying? work. Real work. So, you know what I mean? Now I'm actually working, bro. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's a different story. You know what I mean? All right. We got, so, a, um, you know, we got a couple calls. I want to take really? a couple. We got some calls real quick. I want to make sure I grab these calls in before right. we go into the, uh, before Bram gets on the line. Uh, 917 and 615, I see you. We coming to you respectively. Area code 917-371. Welcome to the MICC on K100 Radio with Mugs a Million and K100 Radio. What's going on? You got a question? 
Area code 917 371. Hello. All right, I'll go to Mike. Check, Mike. Check. Well, yeah. yeah. Good. Maybe, good. Maybe they're just listening. Hold on. Area code 615 806. Hello. Yeah, I'm on. Yeah, you on. What's going on? Got a question? Go ahead. Yeah, I got a question, man. I want to know to make real money in the music industry. Do I have to be a part of Illuminati or anything? <laughs> Some people actually believe that. No, uh, you do need. One five, man. Shout out to Cashville, man. That's my hometown right there. That's somebody from the crib checking in, man. Hold on. But, no, you know what though? The, the question is the question. The question he asked the question was if I want to make real money. My first my first response is what are you considering real money? Because for me, making real money is like making money that you can spend and then you can actually live off music like as a career. That's real money. If you can literally get up and all you do every day is something that's pertaining to the music industry and you can pay a mortgage to send your kids to college, you got health insurance yeah. and you can feed your family. Uh, Nigga, you yeah, making money in the fucking music industry. We everybody the Jay Z's of the world are anomalies in every industry. It don't matter what the fuck you're doing. It's only going to be so many people that get to an upper echelon. It's going to be a percentage of a percentage that's actually going to make that. So while I think the question is funny, seriously, you know what I'm saying? When I stop and think about it, I'm like, what is real money? I'll take that. I'll take that part of the question and say, yeah, what the fuck is real money? What is real money in the industry? You know what I'm saying? Because I'm like, yeah. motherfucker, I know people. I know DJs who got to go to work. In the morning, so they came. They they they, they trying. They breaking down. They got to go home and get a couple hours of sleep, and still get up and go to work tomorrow. Yeah. Or they just left work and then they come into a gig. And then I know DJs like DJ Scream, who they don't do shit but DJ for a living. You know what I'm saying? And all they do yeah. is just DJ yeah. all over the fucking world. You know what I'm saying? So what what really I is agree. real money? I guess the question that you're gonna ask yourself for first. Uh, the Illuminati shit is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Obviously, that's just fucking ridiculous. Like I I mean, I think I think the devil is a lie that's on with Jay Z. And Rick Ross really tackled that ridiculous notion that they literally had to make a pact with a, a demon, the devil himself, to actually become successful black men. It's just, I could do a whole show about that whole stupid-ass notion. You know what I'm saying? Not that yeah, I don't believe yeah. that secret societies and shit exist, but sometimes people will look down, look at people's success and say, man, they had to do something that something crazy to be successful other than fucking work hard and make smart business decisions as if that's just so randomly crazy. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think... A lot of people yeah. have a, that issue fucked all up. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but you can go ahead and elaborate, uh, Muggs. Uh, I haven't sold my soul to the I devil. Mean, you know, Maybe that's like why I'm not rich. That's a whole nother <laughs> conversation anyway in itself, man. You that, 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 that statement is totally, is totally uh, bullshit. I'm going to try the 917 again. 917-371 before I move on. 917-371. All right. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. and they just Maybe they just listen. Uh, we got Bram scheduled to come up in uh, five minutes, and I got a lot of questions uh, for him. Uh, if you want to know, the, yeah, the, the, look for people that's listening in. Yeah, y'all check out indiehitmaker.com right, right quick, man. While yeah. y'all look, y'all listening in, waiting on them to get on the line. Yeah, go on, go check out the website. Go check out that website. Really cool stuff going on, man. Like that, you know what I mean? That platform and it's been around for a while, man. I remember running across it way before I even met actual Bram, Bram, man, and I just ran across the, the indie hitmaker situation. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, 
He's yeah, got a lot man, of definitely a good little platform for y'all to check out, though. Yeah, he's got a lot of information over here. So if you're actually listening to the MICC and you got a minute, we got about four minutes till he's scheduled to be on. Uh, IndieHitMaker.com. Just go over there and just like on your phone, open up another tab real quick of something if you can, and actually look at this website yeah. and look at everything this guy's got going on that we're getting ready to pick his brain apart uh, in a second when he gets on the uh, line. Uh, DJ Esoteric said, uh, make good music, build your own following, register with PRO, start your own internet radio station, grow your following and make money. I guess, I guess so, uh, DJ Esoteric. That's one way to go about it. Although I don't, I don't know, if, uh, starting your own internet radio station is going to actually be the key. Cause if that was the key, motherfucker, I have some money. Yeah. I, have more money than I got now. I tell y'all this shit, you got to love doing this type of shit right here because. Internet radio is just simply not the most profitable shit in the world. I'm just telling y'all guys straight up. I know a lot of people see what we're see what we're doing over here with stuff like this, and they want to be able to provide the same kind of platform and services, and that's cool. But I hope you don't jump in the internet radio thinking you finna make some motherfucking money. I got news for you. Yeah. That shit ain't gonna work yeah, out just how you plan. Huh? You know what I'm saying? That shit ain't gonna. You lucky? Yeah. You lucky if within two? It took me two. It literally took me two years of doing K100 radio. To get to the point where I don't have to pay my own personal money to operate this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like now we make enough money doing different things and different services and stuff that we do. It took two years to get to the point where I don't have to spend my own literal cash out my own money that I make uh, doing working or doing anything else to run K100. It took two years to get to that point. You know what I'm saying? Most people jump yeah. into some shit. You know what I'm saying? This ain't That's the quick. Up, this man. is not the quick yeah. flip. This is not the quick flip. I'm telling you. And it goes back to the question that Kelby said earlier. You know what I'm saying? About um, I went on a rant after the fact because I went off on a lot of people. You know what I'm saying? Asking, talking about um, making ma- making their living off off the backs of independent artists. Like if you're a platform or something, and your, your sole source of income is a platform or a business. And it totally depends on independent artists. If how however goes the independent artist game is how your game goes. Yeah. You fuck from the, you fucked up because independent artists don't be having yeah. money like that. Independent artists be struggling for the most part. You know what I'm saying? So I yeah, mean, I mean to, to just base your whole life and your bills and everything. If you're going to be an entrepreneur, you got to come up with other creative ways to make money that don't necessarily involve the independent artists. You know, with K1 Radio, we had to come up with like broadcasting and advertising and all these other kind of sponsorships and all these other ways to make money. And, you know, we make some yeah. money doing services for independent artists, which we don't even make a lot doing that. I got the shit so cheap, so everybody, so the last thing you can even form your mouth to say is cost too much. You know what I'm saying? I, I got it cheap on purpose, so everybody, so everybody can be able to use it. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? You, you, if you, if your, if your platform is based on the backs of independent artists. If and you know what, uh, Audrey and Morell, uh, down at uh, uh, Hip Hop in the Park down in Tampa, she uh, hit me up and she said something that really had me crazy. She was like, she talked to a promoter, uh, Mugs. She talked to a promoter, okay. and the promoter, the promoter was basic. He was doing, he was throwing an event, and the promoter was basically centering the whole event on how many tickets that the independent artists that he had coming. Was gonna sell. Was gonna be to sell. Oh my! So goodness. she was trying to explain to this guy. Listen, it's cool that you want to make the artist kind of put into the whole situation by giving them tickets to sell. But she was trying to explain to him, yo, you can't base the whole event on that because if they don't sell shit, what's gonna happen? Do you still have the money to pay security? Do you still have the money to pay the DJ? Do you still have the money to pay the venue and pay for the promotion and the marketing yeah. of the event without the artist? Because at the end of the day, you're the promoter. It's your event. And he wasn't grasping it because I guess it was part of a hustle. 
You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah, I, I yeah. don't know. You know what I mean? It was it was really crazy um that 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 art that now in 2016 that that particular promoter really thought that that was a great business model and a great idea in order to stake his whole event on the amount of tickets that the artist was going to sell as if you know what I mean artists don't he yeah, may, they may not that. sell shit. It was completely crazy. Um I got another question real quick and um I'm still waiting for Bram to come on. I don't see his What you know this number? I think I got a number a six seven eight number, but I got another question coming up. Let me take the call. All right, and make yeah, sure. Well, well let me make sure this isn't him first. And uh, I think JC Rocker had a call too. Area code eight three two six two zero. Welcome to the MICC. What's going on, C? What's going on? What's popping? Who's All this? Right. Who this? Oh, uh, not much, man. I was calling. Uh, I was trying to call and check in, man. Show some love, man. I'm listening to the app, man. I like listening to the app. I had called. I mean, I had checked in a few days ago, but it was a few difficulties with the uh, with the broadcast. So I was just calling and check back in. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that was the uh, Illa Kill Joy. I, I kind of I fucked that up. I just I'm just not even gonna run from that whole situation. I did. So that's what happened with the last time. You probably called in for that last Illa Kill segment. But uh, we appreciate you checking in. You got a music industry question before we get ready to move on. Yeah, man, I want to know, uh... Hello? Hello? I'm here. Yeah, we here, bro. Okay, I was, uh... I want to know, uh... Before it's booking, like, what's so best... Like, what's so best advice you can give me as far as booking, like... Get a booking agent. A booking manager, like, uh, the booking yourself. Uh-uh, no, get a booking... Listen, get a booking agent. That is literally... It's literally... The name of what they do is literally in their job title. You know what I'm saying? Like... Yeah. People people always try to get managers that call themselves slash booking agents, but they're really not booking agents. They're managers. A PR is not necessarily a booking agent. A real life, now don't get me wrong, this is not going to be easy because the booking agent ain't going to fuck with you if you feel like he can't book yeah, you. Yeah, that's true. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, you can't just walk into, you can't walk into a big time right. booking agent's office and say, hey man, I want you to book me for shows. And he like, who the fuck are you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He can't book yeah. you for shows. No one knows who you are. Following and all of that. Exactly. In place, man. Exactly. got to make you no start off. Right. So you got to build up your right, fan base. Right. You got to build your fan base up and already have a fan base. So when you step to a real live booking agent and that's what the hell they do, that's what booking agents do. They book you for shows. You got to already have something. You got to have a way for them to step to these venues and all these other promoters and stuff like this. So it makes sense. So they can fathom. Actually, they're going to get an ROI, a return on the investment of, of throwing that show in and paying you money. But you got to have a fan base first. You know what I'm saying? So that's like the first and foremost part. But then deal with a real live booking agent. And a lot of people think that. PRs are booking agents, managers are booking agents, and it's 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 separate jobs, separate job descriptions. Don't get me wrong, some people's manager double as that, but only if they're experienced and only if they're good at it. And everybody ain't I can't I don't know a lot of people who are. All right, we got our first guest on the um we got our first guest already getting ready to check in right now, so I'm gonna go ahead and bring him online. Uh without further ado, I wanna welcome Bram. Bram Rocks. Bram from IndieHitMaker.com is on the line right now with us on K100 Radio. What's up, bro? Welcome to the broadcast. Hello. Bram. Yo, Bram. Bram, 678. I got you. All right. I'm here. I'm here, man. Thank you so much for having me here. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Welcome, bro. Appreciate you checking in, my man. What's going on, man? Again, once again, uh, www.k100radio.com. I had someone else that want to ask a question, but we'll get into it in a second. We'll jump back to him after we go ahead and uh, jump into our guest uh, right here, Bram, with IndieHitMaker.com. I hope you guys had a chance to go over and check out that website. 
because it's so great, IndieHitMaker.com. They've got so much information and so much stuff that you can actually use uh, as an independent artist on their website. I can't even I can't even list it, but uh, go ahead and formally introduce yeah, yourself yeah. to us real quick, Bram, and to our listening audience, if you don't mind, sir. Go ahead. Sure. Absolutely. Well, I've been celebrating Make Music Day today, and I hope everybody else has been doing so as well in their hometowns. But um, Indie Hitmaker is really about helping artists make a count. And when I say that, I mean on the charts. We put artists on the Billboard charts every single week. Last week, we had a number one top country albums. This week, we have a number one heat seeker artist who's rock and roll. So we take care of every genre. I don't care if you play classical music, you play jazz, rock, Christian music, country, that if you're selling music, then you should be making account for more than gas money and hosting fees. And if you're not selling enough to get on the charts, then we'll work with you to help you win more fans, sell more merch and music, put more money in your pocket, own the customer relationship, and make those sales count on the charts. And we do that with the platform that we call Dropkick that gives you a 12-step release plan so that you can properly plan the next release that you make from even the moment before you start creating music all the way to topping those charts as well as ways to sell music differently. You know, uh, not everybody wants a CD anymore. We love tying digital music, bundling it with physical merchandise so that you're selling something that will expand your brand, will get people wearing your shirts, using your stickers, wearing your bracelets, and they also get music the way that they like, directly to their phone, download it, add it to their favorite media player. We're not putting money in Apple's pocket. We're not putting money in Spotify's pocket. We're putting money in your pocket and connecting you directly with your fans so that you can control the engagement and you can control the relationship. And from there, we help you make more money and make it count on the charts. That's what Indie Hitmaker does. Good deal. Um, I know I know Muggs has got his questions lined up. I'm going to go ahead and let you ask your question. Well, pose a couple questions to Bram, and I've got a couple that I got myself. But I'll go ahead and let you uh, ask him some specific questions. And also, my Facebook crowd, if you guys are listening to this right now, you can type a question inside of the Facebook uh, live post, or you can go ahead and dial 347-934-0966, and you can ask Bram with Indian Hitmaker live on the air. 770-255, I see you. Also, uh, JC Rocker had a question, but we'll go ahead and let uh, Muggs Ask Bram what he wants to ask him real quick. Yo, what up, Bram? You good? I'm great. And you? Yes, sir, man. Good seeing you earlier, man, out there at Sam Ash, my man. Oh, yeah, we had fun today, huh? Yeah, that was a good little look, man. So, yeah, man, I was going to ask you as far as with the platform, right? So, for a hip-hop artist, you know, that um, can go to a tune core or a, a CD baby, like, what do y'all feel like Indie Hitmaker, you know, I know y'all, I know what y'all, what all you capable of doing and what y'all got going on. But, you know, just kind of explain it to them, I guess, the difference in what y'all do opposed to them going to these other platforms that kind of do similar stuff, though. Sure. So this is a really uh, passionate topic for me to discuss. And all I need to say is that first and foremost, when any artist goes and does digital distribution, I know why you're doing it, because you want to be up on iTunes you want to be on Spotify, and you should. But does that mean that you should really necessarily be sending people to iTunes where Apple's going to get 30% of your money when really people want to buy directly from you? Here's the important thing. First important thing to think about when you're doing digital aggregation is read your user agreement. i got to be honest with you. Inside almost every single one, there are gotchas that if you knew about them, I bet you you wouldn't do business with any of them. These guys give themselves the rights to remaster your music, relicense it, 
reassign UPCs and ISRC codes to your music that then names them a partial owner, if not full owner of your music, which could stop you from collecting your royalties, giving you troubles, proving that you are owner of the music, especially if you want to get into sync licenses and stuff like that. So I highly recommend if you don't have the attention span to read through it or your eyes go blurry when you read that type of jargon, there's a, a website out there called Rock and Roll Librarian that for $5, she will review any user agreement for you in layman's terms and tell you about the gotchas that you need to be worried about. Of course, you can go and use a lawyer. You'll spend a lot more, but at least you'll know what you're getting yourself into. Now, as far as what Indie Hitmaker does versus to a digital aggregator or somebody that helps you get into digital distribution, which is all those stores online, the biggest ones being Google Play, Music, uh, iTunes, and um, all those other Spotify and Guvera and all those stores that you want to be a part of, but you don't necessarily want them to take your money. Um, Indie Hitmaker is going to be starting a new digital distribution service in quarter three that I call artist-friendly and clean license for all those reasons that I just talked about. It's not available yet, and we're going to be the first to roll out something. This has been a passion of mine for quite some time now, is how do artists get onto those platforms just to have proof of release without giving away your most important thing, which is your IP, your intellectual property. And that's what a lot of artists give up when they work with a TuneCore or a CD Baby just because it's easy and inexpensive. Well, I'm going to have a platform that's going to do that for $19 a year, unlimited tracks, and a user-friendly artist license. That's about as easy as it can get. Anybody who's interested in that can get in touch with me at bram at indiehitmaker.com. That's B-R-A-M at indiehitmaker, I-N-D-I-E-H-I-T-M-A-K-E-R.com. And we could talk about it and get you as the first ready to do that. But if you are going to go use a different digital aggregator, I challenge you to check out Revelator.com, EmuBands.com, DistroKid.com. As a matter of fact, I can send you a link. If again, if you email me to a nice blog piece that will show you about all the di different digital distributors out there, and you're going to have to read their user agreements and make sure that you're not getting yourself into something that you're going to regret down the road, down the road, because if you want sync placements and licenses uh, to be in TV films and movies, they're going to pass on you when your licenses are clouded up by different people putting their name and their imprint on top of it versus finding somebody that owns their rights at 100% and can prove it very easily. And that's why you need certain sites like Song Splits and um, Song Trust, as well as a very friendly artist digital aggregator. Did that answer your question for you? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> that was uh pretty broken down pretty pretty good, Bram. Uh and I also myself Great. I wanna I wanna ask you something else. What do you what do you say? Because I totally understand what you I I let me let me full disclosure, I've me personally, when I was an artist and I was doing stuff, I used I was a CD baby faithful as far as just getting my, my, my music released digitally. You know what I'm saying? I think for the main reasons that you actually said yourself, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? As soon as all I got to do is send, them, send it to them, especially, especially if I got the mastering or whatever done with CD Baby, which I did for my last two albums, and they mastered it for me in the sound lab, and then they just zipped everything right over to all the stuff. They had it on Shazam and everything, just like that, right in time for the release. And so that was really easy for me. The convenience of dealing with them, I can tell you, was the number one reason that drew me to them. And no, I didn't read any of those user agreements, Bram. No, I didn't. So this is for me. But listen, besides that point, I think that, what do you say to someone who says, listen, I understand what you're saying and I get that, but 
all of my friends, they they search, they, they got iPods, they got iPhones, and they search for music on iTunes or whatever. And I just want to have it on there just because I want it to be on those platforms. So if they are an avid uh, avid Apple user or an avid uh, iTunes user, my music can show up there. If they are somebody who, who already on Pandora or Spotify all the time, and that's just their main way of actually accessing music, I want to be on that platform because I want to be able to have my music available where everybody's already located. What do you say to someone who responds with that to what you just said? I say that's exactly the reason why you want to use digital aggregation. You don't want to send somebody to iTunes that's coming to your website to buy music. You should be selling that off your own website. Keep the 30% that would go into Apple's pocket. They don't need that money. You do. But you do want to be available to the people that discover music on those platforms. You want to be there. So that's why I say digital aggregation, digital distribution is very important for the artist. But is it worth to sign away all those things that we just talked about just for it to be easy and inexpensive? And that's the reason why I've been searching so hard and finally found a partner that's going to allow me to do that in a truly artist-friendly way so that you can be on those sites, be available. Hey, if someone goes to iTunes and finds you and buys it there, then iTunes deserves your 30%. Otherwise, iTunes is using you to make 30% of your music by forcing people to go there. So I think you need to have alternatives. And I kind of refer to this as your your stock portfolio. I think we all know what our stock portfolio is. The best stock, stock portfolios have, have a nice, diverse ring to them, right? You've got a little bit of this and a little bit of that, and you're well-managed. Well, guess what? An artist revenue pro- portfolio should be the same way. You should not be fully invested in only trying to get a record deal because that's playing the lottery. You should not be only fully invested in trying to get sync deals because that's like getting bonus checks. You can't you can't make your daily bread from that because you can't guarantee that they're always coming. But when they do show up, it's like a bonus check. What you can do, like everybody else does, is go to work nine to five and sell to customers. Well, guess what? Who artist customers are? It's your fan base. And if you have a direct relationship with them, you know how to engage with them and you can transact directly with them. I guarantee you can be making six figures or more a year and doing what you love and owning that relationship. So, yes, do digital distribution. No, do not sign all your rights away in order to get it and really spend the time to find the right person to do it. And I'm hoping that I'm going to have that solution for you. I just don't have it today. So it's a little premature. But I I highly recommend that you figure out who's going to do the least damage to you. Right now, I feel like that's Revelator.com, R-E-V-E-L-A-T-O-R.com. But they're a little bit pricey. They're not $19 or $20 or $50 for all your music type of of a situation. They're a little bit more pricey. And there's other ones out there, and I can help you guide that through that. We have a whole entire list inside our 12-step release plan. It only costs $10 a month to work with me and Indie Hitmaker to get stuff started. With that $10, you're going to get a music release platform for Dropkick. You're going to get access access to my 12-step release plan. You're going to get a 30-minute kickoff session with me, not with an intern, not with somebody who doesn't know what they're talking about, but with me. I'm going to spend 30 minutes on the phone with you to help you get started to make sure that before you record a record that you know who you are as an artist, who your audience is, the music that they want to listen to and buy, and then align that with your goals and most importantly, your budget so that I can make sure that your release is going to help move your career along. There's probably more info than you wanted, but that's what I'm saying. Yes, you want to be on digital aggregation, but you only want it to be a thin slice of your overall revenue portfolio. And that was exactly, it was exactly the answer I wanted in, in depth. And that's what the whole point of this, uh, this particular broadcast yeah. is. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 
And I was going to say, too, real quick, because I know some people might be listening and saying, like, okay, well, who does God think he is? He's saying he's going to be the one to talk to me directly. Like, okay, who are you? So just real briefly, too, though, Bram, because everybody don't do their research like they should and check into people prior to situations like this. Just, you know, I know a few. I know the Grammy member, uh, GMP, Georgia Music Partners, and then we did, I just saw your Sam Ash with the Georgia Music Industry Association. Like, give them a little background on yourself, some of the sure. affiliations and ties you got to yourself, too, in the music industry, man. Okay, I, I would love to. And so, guys, I started off as an artist. I'm a drummer. I started in college. My first day when my parents dropped me off and they left, I, the first thing I did before I even put sheets on my bed is I started combing the dorms to find someone to start a band with. I went up a half a flight of stairs, found my music collaborator for the next 15 years, and we moved the band down from Syracuse University, where I went to college, and uh, started a professional band here in Atlanta. That was 1995. And the band survived for a good seven or eight years. And um, after that, you know, if I had known then what I know now, um, I would, um, I would, I would be taking a Grammy right now. But I wouldn't be doing what I do right now, which is what I love. I'm a live music producer. I help artists work on their live show. I help them do their fan engagement with digital marketing. And it has taken me on a long trip. So I started off doing tours for um, for Virgin College Megatour. I started, um, I managed bands, a lot of, um, if anybody remembers the white guy from the, um, uh, the white bass player from the Roots, he was in an early band that I managed and he went on to play with them. And then from there, um, I went on a world tour with some guys and we talked about how, um, um, hang on one second. Um, so and I went on a world, world tour with these guys and we came up with the concept for Indie Hitmaker after we figured out that we could put an artist with no record deal and no distribution deal on the Billboard charts with live venue sales alone. And since that day, we've been working on how to report online sales, live show sales, as well as street sales, which has never been done before. And in that time, I've served as president for the Atlanta Jewish Music Festival here in Atlanta. I'm now working with GMP and I'm, I'm running their live music advisory board to pass the, the music bill here in Atlanta. I sit as the artist development advisory for GMIA, and uh, we are right now in the midst. If you are here in Atlanta, we are trying to do the same thing for music by passing a bill for that, the same way that they are doing for film. Which, if you guys have known that, Atlanta is now the number three place in the world to to make a movie. Right. We want yeah. to do that same thing for film. Yeah, I got a wow. question. I got a question from uh, Facebook, and it, and it was uh, basically uh, kind of at something that you just mentioned. Uh, someone asked, what about ASCAP artists when you do a show events? How does the payment method work? And you just brung up the fact that you uh, you guys are in, in, a part, taking a part of revolutionizing, making sure artists get paid and actually getting charted on Billboard from the, lives, from the live uh, performance sales. How does that method of payment work? Uh, someone asked that. Jazz, Jazz Wilson asked me that question on Facebook. Okay. So um, are you saying, you know, not the method of payment to me, but how do you collect that money from the fan at the show? So we have a partner called MerchCat. MerchCat.com, M-E-R-C-H-C-A-T.com. Now, it could be any point-of-sale system. And when I say point-of-sale, I'm talking about Square or PayPal or MerchCat, which is specifically designed for touring artists mm -hmm. um, who are playing live shows and want to manage their merchandise that's on the road versus what they leave at home. And to be able to take cash and credit card sales from a mobile device 
and be able to tally that all up and get insights from that data. Um, MerchCat is free to join for the first uh, 30 days. If you if you become a indie hitmaker dropkick artist, then you're going to get 60 days free on that. It's $7.99 a month thereafter, so it's very inexpensive to use. Um, but that's going to be the way, and then you're going to get a PayPal credit card slider, or that could be Square if you want it to be. We're not forcing you into any platform. Indie Hit Hitmaker is completely agnostic to mobile devices um, and to payment gateways and all that other stuff. But we highly recommend MerchCat because we think that they're great and they were built properly to help um, artists do what they need to do on the road. But um, that's how you're going to do it. You're going to track all your sales because we're very legitimate. And when SoundScan comes calling, I want to be able to prove to them that every single record I sent in um, was paid for and is a true legitimate sale. And bang, you're on the charts. And like I just said, anybody who wants, you go to Billboard.com right now, pull up Heat Seekers. You'll see Micah, number one on Heat Seekers. We helped put that artist on the charts. They did all the hard work. We just helped make a count. Last week, top Christian albums, Lindy Conan. She sold 3,000 records. 1,000 of them were pre-sale, 2,000 the week of. I have a lot of artists that get on the charts with pre-sales, which you can spend weeks, months, before your release date, selling to every single fan that you have, and I can put you on the Billboard charts. Now, the trick is, can you stay on the Billboard charts? And that's a whole entire different story. But if we work together <laughs> yeah. long enough and plan enough in the future, we can make that happen. All right. Another question. Um, I'm, this one is also coming from Facebook. Uh, with digital download, this is DJ DJ Esoteric asking from Facebook, and then I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to the phone lines and take some phone calls so that people can ask you directly with their own voice. Sure. Uh, with digital downloads, uh, streaming, or even making CDs, there's a risk of having your music in someone's hand that didn't pay for it. So how do you cut down on piracy? That's why some people he thinks goes through iTunes and Rhapsody, etc., because some have blocking methods uh, f- to stop people from burning any of the uh, downloads. Uh, how do you how do you how do you cut down on piracy uh, with your platform? I guess you know what I'm saying is the main question he's asking, and he says he feels I, I like that's why. Yeah, yeah. So I love this question, and my answer is is that with the Dropkick platform, you actually want people to share. Okay, this goes back to the day of what did we do when we were listening to the radio? And I don't know, you know, I'm 44 years old, so I remember taking my tape deck and waiting for the for the DJ to shut up so I could press play and record and grab a song in there and make a mixtape for my girlfriend, um, all <laughs> doing it live off the radio. Right. Streaming is just radio. You know, when somebody falls in love with a band, they spend time to go out and find them and they become motivated to actually, you know, invest in that band. So if you use the Dropkick platform, when somebody buys a piece of merchandise and it comes with the album and that link gets shared with somebody because, yes, somebody can share that link. Well, you're just getting a new fan the same way that we all used to make music fans back in the day when we would tape something off the radio and share it with other people for free. Now, that person becomes a fan of the band. They go, they join, they come out to see a show, they buy a piece of merchandise, and then they start owning the music at that point in time. Well, look at what you've just done. You've actually used sharing and piracy to help build your fan base and make more money. But instead of trying to collect the money up front, you're collecting it a little bit on the back end. So from that point of view, I'm, I'm not saying that, that we stop piracy, but we've actually changed piracy from piracy to sharing. So you want people to go out and Hold up. Hold appear on. selling for you. Right, right. And, um, and then that can come back to you later in profits when that person becomes a fan and wants to buy something from you. And it's not just a CD. 
hey, man, I can listen to the music. I don't want your CD, but that's an awesome T-shirt, and I'll gladly pay 20 plus dollars for that. Oh, wait, I get to own the music, and I get this zip file full of flack files and high-definition high audio and movies and other cool things that nobody else can get. I want that, too. That's only 20 bucks or 25 bucks or... Maybe you're selling coffee or whatever. That's the cool thing about Dropkick is that we're selling merchandise and music, not just music and compact discs, which is something most people don't really want anymore. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't even want... I don't want CDs. I don't want, I don't even, yeah, 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 and you totally answered the question, you you know, I think the CD is is all, is is in its last throes, uh, honestly, because even as a a platform uh, runner myself, I just hate for people to hand me CDs at this particular point, so I do understand that part too, I think that was a really great answer to that question, Uh, I want to go to the phone lines if you don't mind, Bram, and see if we got somebody on the phone line that want to ask you a specific question, all right? Uh, stand by DJ Esoteric Gave you the thumbs up On the answer I guess he's like You answered it perfectly For him Oh shout out uh, Okay let me see Oh great Alright uh, Area code 770 770 Welcome to K1's radio Who's this What's good Blizzard This said Wines on the line What's going on Said Wines You got a question for Bram You got one Shoot bro Um Only question I ask You know what I'm saying As a producer I just want to know in the, in, your, in the platform What does the, the producer A uh, producer a beat maker like as myself would fit in into your into your platform. You know, so I'm not I'm not a you know I'm, I am an artist, but I'm more so of a producer. You know, so that's really the main thing I do. So I just I'm just you know asking the question of how can it benefit me or, or other producers out there as well. That if, if we was to use your platform as well. Good question. Go ahead, bro. Sure. And you know I I can't get over how you guys are asking all the right questions. And I swear to you, we did not discuss what questions we're going to be asked before we got on this interview. No, we did. But I no. love this question and we and I pick up where producers leave off and that is once you make a record your artist then has to go take it out some producers uh, are willing to shop a record for points but man that's a lot of work to go and make somebody else's next record and shop your existing record so we're the ones that can pick up where you leave off and I say that with a caveat because really what I'd like to do is start working with producers and their artists before they ever record anything and we can align it to the 12-step release process the music creation is up to the producer. I don't need to get involved with that unless somebody wants me to. But if we can put our heads together at the beginning of the process and work together to move an artist through that whole entire process with the producer helping with the song creation, I can pick up the rest from helping with the copyrights, the split sheets, owning, buying and owning UPCs, ISRCs, coming up with the marketing plan, the live show, which is what I am, a live music producer. I'm not a studio producer. And putting all those other pieces together so that when that record is done, that something's going to happen with it rather than just putting it out there falling flat and someone realizing, oh, shit, I got to go back and do this all over again if I want to move my career forward. That's my ultimate goal is try to make sure that every time an artist releases something that we make incremental steps based on what their goals are and what their budget is to move the career forward, not just stay stagnant or meander down the long path of winding roads. That's going to take you forever to get to your end goal. That's how we work with producers. Uh, gotcha. All right. Got, uh, you got your question answered? Say it, Wines? Yes, sir. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, stand yeah. by. Oh, uh, no, Brand, we did not go over these questions before we <laughs> – I know no, I didn't. You know all. what I'm saying? Not you can't fake, you can't fake live radio. You can't fake live radio. No, that's why I like to take ans- – I like questions it. coming yeah, from people. You know what I'm saying? You got you to take the questions from the people uh, more so. Uh, I see someone else – is on the line. We got a couple more minutes before Nick Love jumps on, and I want to make sure. Uh, let me okay. See. Well, I don't know if this is him. Real quick, hold on, real second. 
678-8680. Hello? Yo. What's going on? This is Nick Love? This is me. All right, stand by, bro. All right. Hold on a second, okay? All right. All right. Yeah, I, I figured that was him. He called in right on cue. So that's our next guest. So we yeah. got to make sure we get ready to wrap this up because he's coming up at 9 o'clock. But, Bram, before we go, give any, anything yeah. anything that we didn't cover, anything. We, 30 minutes goes by so fast once the conversation gets so like fast. that. You know what I'm saying? It's like over that fast. You know what I'm saying? And we got other people asking questions. I'm sorry, everybody. We only do have 30 minutes per, per guest. Uh, but, again, you can if you missed any parts of this, you know you're going to be able to catch it all on SoundCloud. And right now, Bram is going to give you his last bit and also give you all his contact information. And go. Cool. So, guys, listen. Artists live and die by the release. Whatever you're working on right now or you're starting to think about working, all I can say is I highly recommend that you – Try to think about the best way to release that music. And before you ever record a note, you want to have a solid idea of who you are as an artist. Truly understand who your audience is and the music that they want to listen to and buy. And if you don't know that, don't start recording anything until you figure it out. And come and work with somebody like me. It doesn't have to be me, but I would love to work with you on it. And let's start from the beginning and come up with the right plan so that you're just not walking into the studio and making music and hoping that you're going to release it and somebody's going to like it. Let's be assured that you are going to have an, an, an audience that's going to want to listen and buy to that music. Come to your live shows and you will see how fast your career can take off. Everybody can have a fan base. And it doesn't have to be the most the, the most best music in the world. You just have to have people who like your music and you need to know how to market and to talk and connect with them directly. And I promise you, you can have a great career doing what you love, which is either writing or performing and playing music. That's it. That's it, man. Make mm. sure you check them out, man. I like that. Yo, at Indie Hitmaker on social media. It's just like it's spelled, Indie Hitmaker. Make sure you go check out the website. You definitely want to You definitely yeah. want to do that. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Out, yeah, you definitely want to check out the website. Out good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Indie- thanks, guys, so yeah. much. And if I didn't get to your question, email me, bram at IndieHitmaker.com. Find me on social media at BramRocks, R-O-C-K-S, first name, B R A M and I'll be glad to talk to you, man. I, I I love talking with artists, so bring it on. All right, man. Thanks, man. We really appreciate it. Uh, really appreciate great it, answers, man. man. Appreciate it. It was my pleasure. This is a fantastic radio program. Everybody out there, be teachable. Be willing to learn from what people are telling you, and I promise you, you're going to have a great career. Absolutely, bro. Thank you, bro. Appreciate All right. it. All right. Yo. Guys, take care. Yeah. Have a wonderful All day. Right. Thanks for having me. Good there, man. You too, man. Appreciate it. Absolutely. All right. Of course, Three- anytime. 347-934-0966. If you're on the Facebook Live, then the Facebook Live, the, the other Facebook Live feed stops. You know, they only they only let you go 60 minutes. Uh, so just go back, hit refresh on my page, and you'll see the MICC Part 2. If you were checking us out on the uh, on Facebook Live, it stops every 60 minutes with Facebook Live. That's the max you can stream. Uh, all I do is boot another one right back up. All right, so we're right back on, on yeah, Facebook yeah. Live. You know what I'm saying? We're right back on Facebook Live, so make sure you check it out. And a lot of those, a lot of interesting questions came from Facebook Live and also uh, from the broadcast. Again, I'm going to type the number real quick down in there so you guys can get it. It's 347-934-0966. Again, 347-934-0966. That's where you can call in and ask your questions live. Our next guest that we got coming up... I've met this guy a couple of times. I actually shared a panel with this brother down at the South Georgia Music Awards not too long ago. Uh, C. Wakely had both of us out out on the panel, and uh, it was a great one. I actually recorded that. He gave some great advice and some stuff, and we actually got that one recorded over there on our SoundCloud as well, just like this uh, MIC 
uh, MICC segment will be recorded over on the K1's Radio SoundCloud. If you rock with SoundCloud, you need to uh, make sure you follow us because a lot of the content that we have gets posted over there after the fact if you miss it live. So you definitely want to rock with us over on SoundCloud. All the MICCs that we've done so far uh, are over there. So you definitely want to go over to our SoundCloud and check it out. Uh, but the brother right here that I'm going to get ready to bring it on the line right now. This is the homie Nick Love. Nick Love, what up, bro? Welcome to the broadcast, homie. What's happening? What's going on, man? How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you for uh, taking time out your busy schedule to come over here and chop it with us uh, live on K100 hey, Radio. Hey, man. That's what's up, man. So go ahead. I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself to the broadcast. I know I, I know who you are. Muggs knows who you are. But just in case anybody has never met you or never heard of you, go ahead and give us a spill real quick. Yeah. You got the floor. Go ahead. Well, you know, well, first of all, before I even get started, one thing I definitely want to say is I caught the tail end of the guy that was before me. I didn't catch his name, but I heard, you know, I heard like the last five minutes of his call and he has some amazing information, so hopefully I can follow that up with something equally as good. So I appreciate you having me on the show. And um, I also want to say thank you to you for another thing also, um, and I'm going to get into introducing myself, but when you promoted, you know, that I'd be on this evening, you put on that I was, you know, I'm Nick Love of The Bite Life. And right. that's a new company that I just started, man, and, and I really appreciate that because a lot of people, you know, for the people who don't know me, my name is Nick Love. Um, I'm a marketing exec, you know, you know, born and bred here in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, done a lot of things in the music business, most notably with Young Jeezy. I started with Jeezy from day one. So I was around for the Trapper Dies and the Streets is Watching. And, you know, I helped come up and create, you know, the whole Snowman campaign, the Trapper Die campaign, all of that stuff. So that's where people most notably, you know, really know me from. Mm -hmm. And so when I started this new company at the top of this year called The Bite Life, you know, I asked my man, I said, yo, can you promote that, you know, I'm Nick Love of The Bite Life. And I know that putting CTE and Young Jeezy yeah. is definitely the sexier, you know, way to go <laughs> in terms of drawing the, you know, the listeners in. But I really wanted to promote that because that's the brand that I'm about today. So I really appreciate that. But absolutely, you know, like I said, I just want everybody to know I got, you know, I, I got a lot I can say this evening, and I think y'all are gonna learn a lot from what I got to say. Well, I want to go ahead and jump into it, man. And you know what? Uh, and, and you know, I, I, I stopped and I thought about it. <clears throat> and I'm gonna tell you honestly, Nick Love. You feel me? Because, of course, I know exactly, you know, your background in music and, and you know, how you, your relevance and your claim to fame in the industry was and the whole thing with Jeezy and everything. You feel me? Uh, the Bite Life, B-I-T-E, uh, C. Rena, I mean, C. Renee, uh, Bite Life, uh, BiteLife.com. Go check it out. But let me tell you what happened. And now that I mentioned the website, someone asked, it was asking me what exactly was I saying, bike or bite. It's bite, like bite food, the Bite <laughs> Life. Oh, that was on Facebook. So listen. Uh, let me tell you what, but but what I was gonna do it anyway because that's what you asked. But then again, on top of that, I actually went to the bitelife.com and I at, at that point I got it. At that point, when I went to the bitelife.com, I saw exactly what you were doing. Let me tell you guys real briefly, and I know I'm gonna let you break it down. But what Nick Love is doing, he's taking his genius that he's already done. He just told you he created one of the most notorious. Uh, hip hop campaigns ever that Jeezy that Snowman everybody was walking around with Snowman emblems and they fucking got outside of the damn little uh, the little things you buy for air fresheners like the little pine trees I can't think of nothing <laughs> I've seen the more niggas cars than them goddamn Snowmans <laughs> riding around these motherfucking yes, uh, Chevys in the south point blank period that shit was amazing okay so shit like that, that. iconic campaign yeah yeah right and so it was it was it was beyond it was beyond life with it you feel me and so that really helped his career but you've taken that marketing prowess and you've took it and what he's doing with the bite life is he's combining the hip-hop culture with the foodie culture and the foodie culture is for real and i think some people just Absolutely. don't get it because but but there's there's a reason why there's all these shows 
that show people just going around eating food that are all over these networks. There's a whole food network. You know what I'm saying? You got to think yeah. about that. It's a food network. People have to eat. People love to eat. And people like to eat good. I like to eat good. And I think I saw, I read something on on it. And I want to make sure I say this because on the, on the bitelife.com, you say what, what prompted you. And you said that your, um, your financial advisor, your accountant or whatever it was, one of them actually was going mm-hmm. over your budget for the year. And he said, do you realize you spent 50% of your money eating out? And at that point, that's a passion. If you spend wow. 50% of your money doing some shit. So basically what you did, basically what Nick Love did is said, I love hip-hop. I love it. I'm a marketing guru. But damn it, I eat out a lot. So I'm going to take what I really love to do, which is eat out, mix it in with hip-hop, and tell you guys what is what is the dopest shit that you need to be eating in the best places and the greatest atmosphere. Thus, we have the BiteLife.com. Nick Love. There you go. All right. I mean, and, and you wrapped it up in a nice little <laughs> nutshell, man. Yeah, but okay. you know what? What's real about it is, you know, I had to be, you know, honest with myself, and I think that's something that every artist, every aspiring entrepreneur, every businessman or woman, you need to do. You need to kind of step back and take a real evaluation of yourself. And I think that's where most people will find their passion, you know, their true skills, and what they're really called to do. Um, you know, I, I, I've never been the Louis Gucci guy. I've never been the super sneaker head. I've never been the old school car guy. I ate my money. You know, when I made money, I went out to eat, and I didn't mind dropping, you know, $100, $200 on a meal. You know, that was nothing to me. You know, I was doing well for myself, but that was truly my passion. That's what I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And so after, you know, close to 15 years in the music business, mind you, I started out as an intern with DTP. You know, Luda, Bobby V was one of my first clients uh with his when his record but i was doing dtp and, and moving luda's records and bobby v's records and shauna and play a circle i was doing this stuff for years before i got to jeezy you know and in between you know then and jeezy there was uh dj Toomp and his label end zone when he first got started and i worked with dallas austin and uh, the group called the backwoods they had a record called you're gonna love me mm-hmm. um man I forgot big about records that, that came yeah. out of atlanta and yeah. then, you know that's how i started in the game and then i got with jeezy and of course everybody knows what that is and then even from Jeezy, I went on to, you know, manage the Coalition DJs. And for those who don't know who the Coalition DJs are, those are the main strip club DJs in Atlanta. These are the guys who have broken every street record out of Atlanta for the last seven, eight years. So, I mean, these are the guys, you know, and, and the crazy part about how I ended up managing those guys was these were the guys that I broke Jeezy's music through. So. Right. It was an easy transition for me. You know, I go from Jeezy to the DJs. And from with the DJs, we do Tip. We do Shorty Low. We do Rocco. We do Future. We do Young Thug. We do Migos. We do some of everybody that comes out of the city. So the relationships were there. But, you know, I even found myself, even when I was managing the DJs, you know, when I would have a long time with the artists, when we were just kind of kicking back backstage or in the studio just kind of hanging out, you know, the first thing I would do is try to put them onto a restaurant. This is even before Bike Life started. This is like 2009, 2010. This is what I was already doing. And the thing that trips me out, and you mentioned it a little bit about the whole foodie movement, the Food Network, and a lot of the shows is out. Mind you, I started out doing Bike Life in a, in a, in a different variation of it back in like 2012. Mm-hmm. I was already doing this. If you go on YouTube right now, go to youtube.com backslash the Bike Life. And like you said, it's T H E B I T. Like bite, like biting food. Um, when you go check out the YouTube page, you'll see old interviews from me from 2011, 2012, with me with Two Chains and me with Travis Porter, and me with ASAP Rocky. I was already on this, you know. So it kind of it's it's, it's 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 a great thing. It's confirmation that I'm on the right path, but it's also a little frustrating to kind of see, you know, the uh, 
the Action Bronsons and the Hungs of the world who are now doing something that I came up with years ago. But I know what makes me special is my connection to the culture for real. Like, I really do this. And, um, you know, and, and I wanted to just create something that looked like me and talked like me and moved like me just in the food world. And that's just something that I still haven't seen. And I'm just trying to, you know, you know, bridge that gap, man. I think that having that lifestyle look for the hip-hop community, it just shows the evolution of where we can go and, and what we are capable of doing outside of just music, you know? Right, exactly. Uh, fit life. Uh, Tanya, Tanya Mitchell said the fit life. How do you how do you balance it? How do you? Because I know you eat out a lot. How do you balance the the bite life, the fit life, the music industry? I know you. I know you. You know what I'm saying? You gotta you gotta you gotta keep it fit for the ladies, and the ladies definitely gotta keep it fit. Do you do you got any health programs that That's you associate? With? Do you got a health program that you associate with it? You know what I'm saying? They kind of go well, hand in I hand. Do. I, I, I'm a, I, I do work out on a regular basis. I do have my own, you know, workout that I, I, I do on a regular basis. Um, but, you know, I, I will say this. I'm blessed to have some good metabolism. Now, you know, I have to blame my parents <laughs> for that. Right. So I'm not blowing up every time I eat because I eat out pretty much every day. Right. Um, but, again, like I said, it's just something that I've been doing for years. And, and, you know, as I've gotten older, it's just something I've learned how to mature. And one thing that you learn about, you know, when you're eating out – and you really start to understand the culture of it. Like when you get around the people who really do it, the chefs and the restaurant owners, mm-hmm. you know, you stop eating those large portions. You know, one thing that a lot of us, are, you know, now I would say us, I'll say, you know, black people and, you know, us in the culture, uh-huh. we, we're guilty of like eating until we're stuffed. You right. know what I'm saying? Where we, where we can't move, you fall asleep. The itis. I don't do that no the more. The itis. You, know you don't get the, yeah, itis the itis no more. The itis. That's, right. that's prevalent. <laughs> you know, and that came from us. We created the itis. We created you know, the itis. That's our thing. <laughs> All right. But yeah. that's that yeah. eating until you just can't move, uh, you know, type of activity. And I don't get down like that. You know, I eat, and then, and then when I start to feel even a little bit of food, I, I back away. I take it home, eat the rest of it later, give it away, because that's how you end up getting, you know, putting that weight on. Yeah. You know, yeah. You're, but you're taking in more than your body can really handle. That's what's putting you to sleep. Yeah. And of course you're going to sleep, you're not burning nothing off. Right. So it's just it's just staying on you. So you know it's just really about being smart. But really learning to enjoy the food and in eating to enjoy it and experience it versus eating to get plastered right. Food. You right. know what I'm saying? The taste, the <laughs> savoring the taste and the and the ingredients and the and the ambiance and That's the atmosphere right. of it and all that kind of stuff I think goes into the whole culture of it all. Uh um uh, Mugs a million, go ahead with a question that you got specifically for Nick Love real quick. Man, I just want to congratulate him, too, you know what I'm saying, for that venture out, man. I come from the, the restaurant world myself, man. My uncle had fish restaurants and barbecue restaurants. So that was like that was my first job at about 12 years old, you know what I'm saying, that and music. So to be able to tie the music and the food in together, man, I'm all rooting for it, which, you know what I'm saying. So that's, man, I that's appreciate all the way what's up. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I just kind of want you, like you said, man, I'm, I'm a big advocate, man, for – getting people to see and start thinking outside the box even as far as like you said you having your start in the music industry the way you did and now it leading to you in the food industry you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and kind of bring them together like what's something and you know marketing and all that together you know what's some advice you got for the for the listeners you know what i mean that ways to shoestring tie those type of brands you know when they stretching outside of just being an artist and actually creating a brand you know what i'm saying yeah yeah well um, you know I, i'll say this the, the one thing that i ask a lot of artists anytime i do consulting because i still do my music consulting business the one thing that i always ask artists that i sit down with is what do you like to do besides music and you know especially mm. with rappers typically you get the 
Man, that's all I do. That's all I know. I just rap, 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 rap all day. And I'm like, well, <laughs> that may be true, but there's something else in life that you like. You like video yeah. games. You like sneakers. You like cars. You like girls. You like jewelry. You like cooking. You might like movies, watching TV. You may be a Netflix addict. Whatever it is, art, graphic design, something, there's something else that you like to do. Yeah. And the thing about knowing what you like to do is understanding this. Your fans, the people that you're trying to reach out to, they like to do other stuff too. I remember when Just Blaze kind of put it out there that he was big into video games. And I hope y'all know who I'm talking about. Just Blaze, you know, the producer, worked with Jay-Z and yeah. Yeah, so. and everybody. When oh, Blaze yeah. got into the video game world, he attracted so many more fans because the fans were like, oh shit, I like video games too. I can relate to him yeah. on another level besides the production and the music. And yeah. what it also did was open him up to video game brands. You started Xbox and PlayStation, a lot of these video game companies, Madden, they started dealing with Just Blaze because they knew that he had a passion for what they were already creating. Mm -hmm. And they could use him to tap into a different audience. It's the same thing. It's, it's like when you see Diddy doing the liquor, when you see, you know, uh, the artists get into the sneaker game and like that's what they're doing they're really just tapping into something that they're already passionate about in addition to the music so it's really about evaluating what you like and being true to yourself like nobody is one thing you know one of my favorite rappers of all time is Tupac and Tupac was the epitome of the duality of man you know what I'm saying he was hot and cold all the time you know, it was dear mama yeah. and then hit him up it was yeah, yeah. brother's got a baby and it was you know, <laughs> strictly for my yeah. niggas. That's what right. he did. Yeah. Right. And that just shows you that everybody got two sides or three sides or ten sides. So it's just really about finding out what else you like to do and tapping into that. My thing was food. And I realized that it was a it was a, always a conversation starter. And, a, and it was a, a way for me to, to tap into somebody else's passions. Because one thing about food, and you touched on it earlier, everybody got to eat. Yeah. You'll yeah. never hear anybody in the world, and it's not an old thing, a young thing, a black thing, a white thing, a hip-hop thing, whatever. You'll never hear nobody say, man, I don't fuck with food, man. I don't, I don't be eating no food. Like, everybody <laughs> yeah. eats something. Like, right. You might be a that, vegan that or a vegetarian awful. or whatever, Yeah. but yeah. you're going to eat. you going to yeah. eat something. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I've tapped into something that is universal across the board, but also, here's the cool thing. When I, t if I, I promise if I asked you guys right now, what's your favorite you know, place to get some hot wings or your favorite place to get pizza. You probably tell me two different answers and you'd be just as passionate about your answer. You'd say, Oh man, yeah. a spot by my house, she's crazy. Yeah. Or spot by my job, she's crazy. And right. everybody got that one or two spots near their house, near where they grew up at, near their mom's crib, near the job, you know, back in their hometown that they're just super like, that's the best Chinese food I ever had, the best tacos I ever had, whatever it is. And we all, we're so passionate about it, and we, we can't wait to put somebody else up on it. Right. That's what I do all day. I sit around and just continue to put my friends and my fam, and now strangers, you know, through the site, onto new things that I discovered so that you guys can enjoy it too. Well, you know, it's, it's actually working. The, the, the website is crazy. DJ, uh, DJ Esoteric 
He's on my Facebook feed right now, and he's like, bro, this is his new favorite site, TheBiteLife.com. You got, you, so you already got <laughs> one new fan, one new person really rocking with, with The Bite Life right now via K100 Radio. I appreciate it, man. You Shout know what I'm saying? Uh, someone DJ says. DJ Esoteric, right? Yeah, DJ Esoteric. Yeah, he said that's his new hey, favorite man, site. Much love to him, man. All right. Uh, 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 C. Renee says she's a vegetarian. You got something for the veggies, vegetarians over there? On the website? Well, absolutely. You know, and that's something, and, and I'm glad she said that because I'm actually, one, looking for additional writers. So this is an opportunity for anybody who else who has a passion for the food, who's looking to put other people on. Like I said, I'm looking for writers. So if you're somebody who is can, is, is great with the vegetarian restaurants and the vegetarian subjects, uh, desserts, you know, I'm always trying to put people on to different bakeries. And, you know, everybody got like a custom cake, custom cupcake thing going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um you know, drinks, even though, especially with, you know, like, people are into beer heavy. I'm not a beer drinker, but I've realized through running the site that there's a huge audience in the hip-hop community that's big on beer. Like, mm-hmm. I'm the casual yeah. beer drinker guy. I'm the guy that drinks a Corona with tacos. Or, yeah. You know, I have a Heineken if I'm in the club, but there's a real audience for people who are into craft breweries and all of that. Like, I'm yeah. almost ignorant to that and yeah. i want to learn and so i'm trying to get around people who are really into that man so i'm actually looking for people to join the site and start you know putting me on and writing for the site and we work together and build this brand together because like i said man we got to show that hip-hop can evolve yeah you know the scariest thing for hip-hop culture right now is that hip-hop culture is about 36 37 years old right if we're looking at it starting around 1980 or late the late 70s so hip-hop at its oldest, is probably about 40. But think about this. Where do retired hip-hop executives, hip-hop artists, where do they go? You know, it's very few Jay-Zs. There's very few Clive Davises. There's very few L.A. Reeds. And the reason that we make statements like that is because those are the only names we got. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. there ain't a, the reason we can yeah, say we call them Jay-Zs, because it's one. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of our heroes from, you know, our old school rap heroes don't go on to become multimillionaires and have multiple companies and marry an incredible R&B, you know, artist like Beyonce. A lot of them just get older. Right. And then what do you do? You know what I'm saying? And, like, we don't have a lot of a real bru- a blueprint for where to go, you know? And the scary part about that is... You know, all, all of us in this community that's really trying to do the music and, and be on the creative side, if we were to put this same energy into a regular nine to five, there'd be at least be a blueprint for it, right? We work for 25 years, 30 years, retire, get your 401k, your social security, and you would just kind of grow old. Right. In hip hop, that's not how it works. We work, 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 work. And if you don't do it right, you can end up at the end of the rainbow with nothing. Yeah. yeah. Uh. It's, like, it's like, so what do you do? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I'm trying to start now with creating that thing that I can do till I'm 70, that I can do till I'm 80. Again, we ain't going to stop eating. One thing we know about <laughs> yeah. that, it ain't never right. going nowhere. But you that, may stop. That was my uncle's favorite saying, man, with yeah. the reason why he did the restaurant, man. Everybody got to eat. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everybody got to eat, man. And, and we just got to start preparing for that. I want to, because I always ask myself, where does the mid-level A&R guy go mm. when... You know, like think about it. Labels are consolidating. People are getting laid off all the time. Right. Because now mm-hmm. the artists are getting smarter and saying, hey, I don't need a label. I can do this on my own. Yeah. But mm. okay, cool. Remember, if the artists are getting smarter and they're no longer leading the label, needing the labels, that means the labels don't need those large staffs. Where do those people go? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What do you do when you've been an A&R or an admin person or, 
or you know you're been a radio promotions guy for 12 13 15 years in the prime and now you're yeah, 30 in the prime and now you're of your 35, life 35 38 right, 40 right. years old with nowhere to go right in the prime of your life and those were the years those were your golden years where you really just honed your skills and I totally I totally get that like that whole point of what do you do next um, that's really, really, really important. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like, yes. um, I, I think people in the music industry, once they, especially if they get a little taste of, of the, of the fame or a little taste of the money, they really get lackadaisical about the future because they're eating right now. You know, it's kind of easier for mm-hmm. other people who aren't eating. I think people like who aren't really eating in the game and eating off the industry, they still can s- still stay focused on Plan B, C, or whatever to make sure they. But once you get in the game all the way, I think it kind ta- of it kind of mm-hmm. loses you because you good. You feel like you good right now and you eating it. You feel like it's never gonna go away, but it does. It's just like NFL right. players and stuff. You know, who, who think they're gonna be able to run the forty yard dash forever well, and they blow all their money on, on in the strip club. Yeah. You know. What Saying so, it's like you got to make sure you plan for it. It's a, it's really a serious a serious problem. I don't know what I don't know what the plan is for a lot of them. Hopefully, they make the right decisions and you know diversify their bonds, like someone said earlier on the first call, and invest in other shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, you know, right. And, uh, and keep in mind, and this is something I want everybody to understand: the move that I made, I made this January first of this year, was when I said I'm going to 100 percent devote myself to the bite life and building up the brand and building up the company of what it is. Right. I didn't leave the music business because it wasn't working. I didn't leave the music business because I got fired or laid off. Like, mind you, the Coalition DJs was still very much moving strong. I had just came off the tour for Jeezy's last album. Everything was working just fine. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, I really walked away from something or some things that were majorly working for me. But the reason that I left when I left was because, okay, I got money and I have the time, the energy, and the money to support myself while I create this next move. The worst thing I could have done was wait till it was all dried up and then try to start it. Right, right. Because now, you, you know, you're operating off that sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's a book that I want to recommend to your listeners. There's a book called Who Moved My Cheese? I don't know if anybody's ever read this book. But basically, the premise of this book is about these two humans and these two mice. And just like the title says, you know, they go to this one hole, they go to this one spot every day and they get cheese and they eat and they sit down, you know, and, and, and you know, the cheese can be a, a metaphor for money, for a security blanket, a job or whatever the case may be. But one day the cheese moves and the mice, because they're mice and they're simple, you know, they're simple creatures. They said, you know what, there's no, there's no cheese here. We're going to get up and we're going to go find it. They go sniffing around and they go looking for it. But humans, because we're so complicated and we tend to overthink, the humans st- sat in the same place, stared at the wall and said, well, you know what? There was cheese here yesterday. Why isn't it here today? They cried. They complained. They were scared to go looking somewhere else new for the cheese. So they damn near starved before they decided, you know what? I got to get up and go. I can't, I can't sit here. And, and that was my thing. I wasn't going to wait until the last minute to say, you know what? I got to do something else. Right. So I encourage, you know, the, the people who are listening to the show, listening to me speak right now. Hey, like, I, I almost want to say not to, you know, not put all your eggs in one basket because I'm a firm believer that if you're going to do it, do it 100%. Do it all the way. So if music is your plan A, I'm a firm believer in committing to plan A and believing that plan A is going to work. But at the same time, as as you're moving through Plan A and Plan A is working and you're executing it, I believe that you should start kind of diverting your attention a, a little bit and saying, "Okay, cool. What's the next play?" You know, people that play chess, they always say, "You know, make your next move your best move." 
So you always got to think a couple of moves ahead. Like, all right, cool. Now, you know, if I become the next Jay-Z or the next Jeezy or the next T.I., what am I going to do next? When I get that T.I. money, when I get that Jeezy money, when I get that Jay-Z money, what's the next play? Because you know you can't rap till you're 70. We know that. So what's the next move? And so I'm, I'm just trying to show people, like, hey, it's something else you can do. Because I was very, very, very guilty of being that person that always said, this is all I know. This is all I know how to do. I've been doing music since I was 19. I don't, I don't know nothing else. Right. That's not true. We know a ton of stuff. We, learn, we know how to hustle. We know how to work yeah. hard. We know how to network. We know how to build relationships. We know how to market. We know how to do a ton of things. If you're in the music business for any amount of time, you pick up 50,000 different skills. You just got to learn how to apply them somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah. I definitely, really um, really I, fun, I, 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 if anybody else don't relate to that, I did because I, the transition that I made from being an artist to doing K1's radio, I, I, it literally, everything that I did, the grind that I, that I, that I put into being an artist, it was, everything was just, you can't even put a value on everything that I learned from being an artist that I applied to this particular broadcast you know what i'm saying and, and all the mistakes and everything else and all the other skill sets that it took for me to accumulate over the years to be able to to be able to create this platform it all came from the, the very early years of, of me doing music so i definitely 100 agree i remember the first time i met i told I, I told uh nick love he didn't remember the first time i met him but it was actually down there at uh one of the cte offices because i was i was doing some engineering work for blood raw's uh mixtape and that's when i first met you and I, don't, I know you probably don't remember because it, it was a really brief meeting. You know what I'm saying? But I was actually, I engineered right. some of the music, uh, you know, for Blood Raw. Uh, and I came over mm. there with him. He brought me over there. And uh, we ended up going to that house out there, the studio out in Alpharetta, way in Lawrenceville or something. Right, way the up, yeah, the house. And um, that's why I ended up working. But I he, I met you down at the office down there. Uh, I think it was off Howell Mill or something like that. Kind of close to go down Howell yep. Mill a little bit. Yeah. So that's where I first met you. And I know you didn't remember it because at that time, you know, you full marketing you know your your job it didn't require for you to know exactly who i was you just knew that i was there with blood or whatever but i remember at that time at that very moment when i first met you you was sitting down and you was you was on the internet and you were just going hand with marketing you was doing something on the internet and i was like man you know what are you doing he was like oh man i'm just i'm i'm, I'm using all these different accounts kind of choice you you gave me briefly a real brief explanation about what you were doing and at that moment I didn't know I didn't know the, the the website or whatever it was that you used. And I was like, man, I never heard of that. He was like, yeah, man. You know, I try to I'm trying to stay up on my game and try to you know be ahead of everybody else with this. And and I guess basically it's raining true all the way up until now. You're just trying to find out what's next, and you got to constantly be like that. That's my whole point. You got to constantly be like trying to find what's next. And that was way back then when I very first met this brother uh, for the first time. And he even back then he was on the internet trying to find figure something out. Because he he wanted to do something that nobody else was doing at that very moment. You know what I'm saying? And it was Absolutely. a real brief five-minute, ten-minute so you know, conversation. You know, you know something cool, though? Yeah. And I didn't even cut you off. But one thing I learned about myself early on was I'm not the, the technical guy, right? I knew I was probably never going to build an app or right. create something super <laughs> technological, right? But I knew one thing I learned from Mark Cuban, you know, the guy who owns the Dallas Mavericks, who's big on Shark Tank. One thing he would always say is, if you could just be first to kind of learn how to utilize it, right. you're ahead of the curve anyway. Yeah. Because everybody's going to come to it. So when there's a new platform, right, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope, whatever it is, one thing that I do all the time is I go ahead and secure my username. I always get Nick Love ATL and go ahead and lock it in. And now that I do the Bite Life, of course, I'm going to you know lock in the Bite Life moving forward on anything that I do. Mm -hmm. But I do that because... 
I want to be there first, right? And I don't want anybody else who you know who happens to 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 find out about it later on to go try to get my name or whatever the case may be. But I also want to try to learn and figure out why this thing is what it is, right? So my phone is full of apps. <laughs> and I'm always trying to learn, okay, how can I apply this to right. what I'm doing? Right. And how can I help others with this app? So, you know, I encourage everybody out there, like, try to just, if, if you're not going to be the one who creates it, the second round of people who learn an app are the people who gravitate toward it first. It's always dope to be first on something, you know? Yeah. So, you know, that's a great the, bit of advice that I think everybody else should take heed to. Speaking on that, I have a question uh, from the Facebook group. Uh, how does start? How how do you start your marketing? How do how does one start marketing their brand? You know, uh, you know what you want to do, but how do you get it out there without necessarily going broke? Uh, that's the that's the question. But I'll, I'll pose oh. it. I'll pose it also with something that you just said right now. What what is your favorite app that you're going to be using uh, outside of the website? Of course, you want to make sure everybody gets the, the the traffic goes to the bitelife.com. But what's your favorite app that you use also to market the bite life or everything else that you got going on? So it's a two part question. What? Okay, well, I'll answer the app question first because that's the one <laughs> that you just asked. Um, I'll tell you a really cool app that I like is the List app, L-I-S-T, like, you know, like top ten list, top five list. Um, the guy who created actually is a guy by the name of B.J. Novak. Some of y'all who, you know, if you're a big TV watcher, if you watch The Office, the old, you know, kind of co- you know, comedy sitcom, The Office, the intern, Ryan, on the show, that's B.J. Novak. B.J. Novak created this app called the List app. And I just got on that maybe a month or so ago. But what the app basically is is exactly what it says. It's the list app. So you go on there and you create lists. And I've only put up maybe three or four lists at this point. But I got on there uh, like my top, uh, the top, you know, cookbooks that every hip-hop fan should have. Um, the top sneakers that are inspired by food. So if you go on, my, on the, the list app and look up the Bite Life and follow me on there, You'll see, uh, I got these Nike, there's these Nikes that are like the same color as waffles. There's these chicken and waffles Nikes. They're like, they're, they're, they're the dunks. And then they got some that look like Starbucks coffee and mm-hmm. just stuff like that, man. But I love the list app because it's a way for you to throw your brand out there without being an avid, just, uh, what's the word I want to, you don't want to be that pushy salesman. Uh-huh. Um, another person who I love is like Gary Vaynerchuk, and he goes by Gary V. Some of y'all may know him. He's a marketing guru as well. But what Gary Vee has this book called uh, Jab, Jab, Uppercut. And basically the premise of Jab, Jab, Uppercut is you want to offer your customers and the people who you're trying to draw in something before you ask for something back. So the jab would be, hey, uh, have you heard about – no, okay, I'll, I'll say this. I'll just use this for Bite Life. Here's an example. A jab would be, hey, tomorrow, guys, Chick-fil-A is giving away – free chicken sandwiches before 12 o'clock, right? That's just for an example. That's not true. Don't nobody run to Chick-fil-A tomorrow. <laughs> so, right. um, you know, then, so that would be my Monday jab. My Tuesday jab would be, yo, uh, Starbucks is giving away free coffee. Once y'all go to Starbucks tomorrow, that's cool. Um, you know, all my people who stay up late or who like have to get up early in the morning, go get you some free coffee. Wednesday, my jab might be, have y'all seen, you know, this thing about, uh, I don't know, the world's largest pizza. That's Wednesday. And on Thursday, my uppercut would be, hey, make sure you check out thebitelife.com. Make sure you follow me on Instagram. Make sure you follow me on, on Twitter or whatever the case may be. And, and basically what I've done is I've given people something all week so that when I ask for something in return, you know what they see? They yeah. see value in me because they say, hey, I can get other information. He's not going to spend every day, all day telling me, no, download my song. Download my song. Click right. on my link. Yeah. Follow my. You know what I'm saying? Like when you do that to somebody every single day, they tune you out. Right. 
you want to offer them something, offer them something. So in terms of building your brand to connect to the first question, what you want to do is two things, offer value and then set a goal. My goal has always been a fan a day. It's something I got from my man, Playboy Trey, uh, who, you know, is, is very instrumental in the careers of Bo Hagen, B.O.B., uh, you know, he, you know, he was an artist as well. He used to be signed to BME with Lil John, but right, exactly. Trey had this thing called a fan a day, and basically the premise of that, what I do with it is say, if I can just get one follower, like when I do interviews like this, when I do panels, when I'm on Facebook or I'm on Twitter and I tweet something, I'm just like, you know what? If I can just get one person to follow me, I'm, I've had a successful day. Because you, I, I think a lot of us, and especially in the hip hop community, we spend so much time trying to hit the home run that we don't focus on singles and doubles. Mm. A follower a day can turn into five followers a day and 10 followers a day. And then before you know it, you got somebody on your phone saying, hey man, I see value in you, can I cut you a check? Or can I, you know, and, and as an artist, you say, somebody finally calls and say, you know what, man, I seen you got 10,000 followers, 20,000 followers, 50,000 followers. Hey, I want to sign you. So, so many of us want to get signed the first day, like we want to, we, we throw up a Twitter page, we throw up a SoundCloud page, and we're like, damn, ain't nobody signed me yet? What's up? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but what you got to do is build your following. So, don't be afraid to go and get one follower. It's okay to have one follower, 20 followers, 60 followers, because know this, World Star Hip Hop, Jeezy, T.I., 2 Chains, Kendrick Lamar, whoever you want to name, all of them started out with zero just like you. You know, they didn't all start, and that was a, a, that's a roadblock for a lot of us. I remember even when I was creating The Bite Life, you know, when I looked at other websites that I, that I frequent on a day-to-day -day basis, and I, I could name a bunch of them because I'm an avid reader, but, you know, you always want your site to look just like so-and-so's site. You right. want your music to look like so-and-so's music or sound like so-and-so's music. You want your videos to look like so-and-so's videos. But remember, those people didn't start there. You know, the, the, you know, me working with Jesus. I worked with Jesus from day one. The Jesus that you see today is not the Jesus that we started with. Right. The future that you see today is not the future that started when I first met Future. But he, he wasn't always March Madness Future. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. he was just a yeah. guy. He was just some random guy with dreads that had a couple songs. You know, he wasn't always a star. The Migos weren't always the Migos. Kendrick wasn't always Kendrick. So don't be afraid to just start. And right. build and and, and, it's, it's, and and be okay with the process. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Good. Good. Good stuff. All right, man. Yeah, I, really good I know stuff, we, man. we um we, we 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 pushed a little bit past the thirty minute mark that we said we would have you on here, man. But I just want to uh -oh. uh, appreciate you uh, coming through. I know thirty minutes be going by like, you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you, but you gave yeah. you gave us some really great information, and I just I just want everybody to take what you said. And everything and really 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 apply it to the whole spectrum when it comes down to the music careers because everything that he's telling you about can be applied to music it doesn't matter if he's talking about particularly the bite life the premise of everything he's saying can be applied across the board to your life in general you know what i'm saying you feel me you know what i mean not even just music just your you know your relationship with your kids or anything you know relationship with your girl anything it can be applied to a lot of different areas you know what i'm saying and the marketing stuff can definitely be applied uh, I think you gave some really uh, great advice uh, as far as marketing your stuff it just across the board. It doesn't have to be about food. It's just about marketing. And that's really why I wanted to bring you on because I know that the bite life, if it has anything, to, is, the one thing, if I know, I just believe it's going to work because I, I think that you're a really creative and a really smart guy. I'm pretty sure everybody can gather that if they never talked to you before at this moment. 
But I just know that if it comes down to the marketing of it, that's not where you're going to lose. You know what I'm saying? You're going to be all right on that. You know what I'm saying? Now, if everybody just all of a sudden, and and I don't, like you said, is uh, people going to stop eating? So, I, I mean, at this particular point, um, it's just really good that people start thinking outside of the box, outside of just hip hop. Uh, like again, this broadcast was was bred and, and born off of someone that that was thinking outside of the box, outside of just rapping, outside of just being a producer. You know what I'm saying? And I said I want to do something different, and, and this whole situation came off of not being afraid to try it. At the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? So um, I'll let you. I'll let you leave you. I'll let you uh, go ahead and leave us with something before you go, Nick Love. Give us your contact information. If uh, people want to get with you about the bi-life, actually, while you were talking about uh, veg, uh, uh, Veggie, uh, C. Renee actually actually chimed in and she said she's definitely interested in writing uh, as far as um, being the vegetarian. Somebody talk about vegetarian stuff on your website. Uh, so that's, Absolutely. you know, I definitely want I want you to be able to give out your information if she wants to get with you and, uh, uh, and, and follow up on that real quick. All right, cool. So uh, if you want to, you know, contact me personally, I'm Nick Love ATL on everything. N I C K L O V E ATL, like Atlanta. Uh, that's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everything. And if you want to get with me about the Bite Life, the Bite Life is T H E B I T E L I F E. It's the Bite Life on everything Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> YouTube, whatever it is. Right. And that's another point I want to make sure I mention to people. Like, make sure you're easy to find. find you know, get that consistency. Make sure your name is the same thing. This is for all you artists. Make sure your name is the same thing on all the formats. I shouldn't have to, you know, Google to find your Twitter page, but then you have to look somewhere else to get your Facebook page. Like, let's keep it simple. Yeah. Make, it, yeah. make yourself easy to find. Make yourself yeah. really accessible. Right. And um, for the young lady who wants to reach out to me about uh, the Bite Life, and this is for anybody who is interested in working with me on the Bite Life, send me an email. It's ATL Bite Life. ATL B I T E L I F E at Gmail. Send me your information there, and I will definitely be corresponding with you, or my assistant will hit you up and. You know, we're looking, we're actively looking for people to join the team. So we'd love to have you. And the last thing I want to say before I get off the phone is, you know, a quote that I like to live by. You got to be first, you got to be different, or you got to be great. And if you can be all three, you're really the shit. Yeah. But, you know, that's with anything in life, man. If you, you, you uh, the first one to do it, different from everybody else, or the greatest to ever do it. And you'll always succeed. Absolutely, bro. Man, that's what's up, man. Thank you, man. I uh, appreciate you taking out the time, man. You know, to, to chop it up with us over here at K1 Radio, me, man. man. I really do. Absolutely, man. Good luck with everything, man. I'm definitely going to go over there checking out uh, some of your recommendations because I like to eat too. You know what I'm saying? And uh, the, 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 the website <laughs> is up. really dope, though. No, the website is really dope, man. And I'm just, I'm just glad that, you know, somebody from, from the hip hop culture is taking it upon themselves to really go there and do this, man. You know what I'm saying? So that, you know, um, I know, don't get me wrong. I look at Food Network and I look at the, uh, what's the one chubby white guy uh, that goes to all the different places? I forgot Robert. his name. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I love watching all the little dumpster dive, 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 dumpster dives, whatever these calls that he goes to. And that's really amazing to me mm-hmm. to see all that kind of shit. But, 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 you know, somebody that's actually evolved in the hip hop culture, actually creating a platform like that, you know what I'm saying, uh, is really, really, really dope to me. You know what I'm saying? And so Thank big ups you. to you on it. And I, and I know you're going to Hey, well, I appreciate work. what y'all are doing, man. I think yeah. what y'all are doing is amazing. We need more outlets like yours. And I, and, and, and I think that, you know, just listening to the, you know, listening to the guy that came on before me and just seeing the kind of feedback that I'm getting, you know, just, you know, from people that are checking in with you on Facebook Live, that means y'all are doing something significant, man. So, uh, you know, much applause and praise to you guys for doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Man, appreciate that, man. All, All right, definitely. man. Appreciate Nick Love it, man. at Nick Love ATL. Holler at the homie, thebitelife.com. Okay. 
Let me go over here to the phone line. Uh, I don't know. It was, a, it was a couple of people that have maybe had some questions. Uh, but we're going to let our callers go because we told them 30 minutes. And, you know, these guys are busy. We don't want to uh, have them locked in yeah. over here like that because we know these guys are uh, you know got a lot of stuff going on. Uh, let me jump over here to the uh, broadcast, though. Uh, uh, the Facebook Live is still popping. We still got about 20 minutes left if you got any other questions. Uh, let me see. Area code 917-371. Uh, you're on the air. Hello? Area code 917-371. Hello? I guess maybe they were just listening. Uh, let me see. There was another number over here. 770-272. Hello? It's me, PD. Oh, that's right. I don't know why you, I don't know why your, your number by heart yet for some reason. You had a question earlier, though, but did you want to go ahead and pose it now, or did you, or did you have a specific one for one of the guests that had to leave? My bad. I couldn't get back to you, JC. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Uh, for the dude, Nick Love, you know, research your blog site. Um, and I just want to say salute to you. And but one thing that stood out for me the most was the sugar versus salt in the grits debate. Oh, yeah, I just yeah. want to say thank you. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much. <laughs> right. That was uh, dope on the, on the Bite Life. Yeah, that was... Yeah, that was crazy on social media. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I definitely saw yeah, that too. Yeah, I saw that on my time. Yeah. I was like, "What's going on with yeah. this?" So all yeah. of a sudden, man. yeah, and he just addressed it on the website. Exactly. <laughs> who, who the hell started this shit though? Who I don't know. know to put salt in grits? Man, listen, you're gonna. I, I can't even. I'm not even gonna get into this debate because this is just not the show for it. We could talk about it on the on the feeds, trends, and bullshit segment because, I mean, it, you serve me salt. I mean, you serve me sugar on my grits. We got problems. We got issues ASAP. So, you know what I'm saying? That, and that's just the way it fucking is over here. Okay? I don't care what you say, DJ Esoteric. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no. Fucking solemn grits. But anyway, all right. Stand by, JC. Okay? All right. All right. Yeah, all right. yeah, yeah. But yeah, that he actually was talking about that. That was something. Sugar on your damn grits. Anyway, uh, Mugs a Million, what up, bro? What's going on? Man, you got it, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate everybody checking in. Your Facebook Live, I see the feed, man. Been been, been going in tonight. People staying involved and engaged, man. You yeah. know what I mean? So, yeah, we we hope people is really getting something out of here. I know I done got a lot of good information, man, out of both callers myself, man. Yeah. You know, both guests. So, um, it's been a good look call again, man. Music industry conference call, K100, the mic. Most of men in the building, it's all good, man. Yes, sir. I know, man. It was um, it's it's like I, again. I I really if you if this is the first time you've actually tuned into one of the MIC calls, you really really should go to our SoundCloud and listen to those other ones. The boy, yeah, the one, the one we had with Big Gip, the the one we the one we had with Big Gip, Gip went off so goddamn bad that shit didn't make no sense. Yeah. The shit Gip said that shit was like yeah. the trillest shit ever. You know what I'm saying? But I mean, all of them, man. I mean, we've had. I mean, we've had Ian Burke. We've had, you know what I'm saying, the, the head of CSAC for Atlanta. I mean, we've had all kind of people yeah. on these uh, MIC calls. And so if you missed all of them, just just go over to our website. And uh, they're actually listed up under um, talk shows and special events. Uh, or they're just in generally on there. But there's a playlist that says talk shows and special events. You can find them easier there. Or, so you don't have to scroll down to as many to find them all. But, man, yeah, if you just walk ro- rolling somewhere and you just want to hear some real informative shit about the industry, if you really want to learn firsthand from people about the music industry, then I definitely highly suggest that you go back and listen to our past episodes of the MIC. Every single one of these joints was jam-packed with, like, yeah. great advice from from not just – not it's not me talking. It's people that we invite 
on that actually have been there and done that. You know what I'm saying? We give our own advices based on the experiences that we have. Of course, me and Muggs, you know what I'm saying? We both got a lot of years in the game ourselves, you know, and we got our own vantage points from what we both are doing right now in the game. And we have the vantage point of being artists and we understand a lot what the artists go through because we've been artists and a lot of our guests have too, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of stuff we talk about, a lot of things we say, we understand totally what it's like for all the artists, but not just artists can learn shit from um, the MICs. Um, it's a, it doesn't yeah. really matter because you know if you really just some people get like like with Nick Love he just gave you game not about just man, music about that was just business, life man. yeah that's like life that's shit life you know what I'm saying time, yeah man. you know yeah. just stuff yeah. like that and there's a lot of there's a lot of them uh, there's a lot of examples of, of great just advice in general on all of the MICs that we've had so far man so you guys definitely want to go back and check those archives man just just trust me just I'm, it's not because it's me it's it's because it's, I want to help you. DJ Esoteric, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? We always try to, uh, uh, you know, give people good advice, you know what I'm saying? And if it's just entertainment with the talk shows where we just want to talk shit, that's one thing. But when we do these particular uh, segments that gear around the music industry, uh, we definitely do. You know, we want to make sure we, we jam-pack it with facts and with, you know, of course, everybody going to have their opinions. But we want to jam-pack it yeah. with facts and uh, people who actually did it on the ground, not people who just talked about it. That's the whole point, I guess, with the MIC. Yeah. We'll be back on time next week. Yeah. I mean, next month, right? Uh, let's see. What what yeah, date man. is that? Second Tuesday, man. The second second Tuesday. Tuesday. That's the 11th, um, uh, yeah. the 12th. July, man. Yeah, July 12th. Ready to tune in. Yeah. July 12th, we'll be back with another one. We don't know who the guests are going to be yet, but we'll have somebody lined up for you. Uh, same way we always done that that, that you want to talk to and that you want to hear from. Uh, July the 12th is it's basically the second Tuesday in every month, but I kind of dropped the ball last yeah. week for this Tuesday and then we had to push it back a week. Uh, but at least we got it done because we took a we took about two months off. But uh, we back, we back yeah. and we rolling, you know what I'm saying? We back. What else you got to yeah. add? What else you got to uh, add, Muck, before we get ready to get up out of here? Oh, uh, man, I mean, you know, we can touch back, like you said, man, the Grammy stuff. Um, all, all the people out there, man, that might not be affiliated with the Grammy, uh, the Recording Academy here in the Atlanta chapter, man. Like um, Blizzard said, I'm, I, you know, I mean, we both affiliated with these situations, man. So, you know, I really want to start engaging with the people, you know what I mean, on the independent level, man, to start getting involved with it, man. Almost the same way they had to start doing with us as, as black people, man, with the Vote or Die campaign, man. It's the same way, man, you know what I mean? So, like, our voices count, you know, like Bram touched on some important stuff. As far as with the film industry, oh, you that's know, very important. Moves yeah. around here, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so Atlanta as a as a city, and you know, urban music as a whole. Period, man. The urban, you know, the urban lifestyle, man. It, it's evolving, man. So I just hope people sit back and really peep out what's going on, and you know, start to see the value in themselves. Start to see the value in the things we're creating. You know what I'm saying? The platforms that have already been created for us that we can be affiliated with yeah. and associated with. You know, like what y'all doing, K100 making steps, you know what I'm saying, being an actual reporting station now for BDS. So, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that, especially for the independent artists out there, we got to start getting really involved in these situations that's opening up for us. You know what I'm saying? Because other than that, man, you'll find yourself, you know, starving in this industry and hoping somebody give you a record deal, man, when, you know, from both callers, you know what I mean, both special guests that was on the on the line tonight, you can kind of see and tell, man, that it's all about what you build upon yourself and your own brand and whatever type of business or whatever field you're going in, but particularly speaking to independent artists, 
we have to start thinking outside of just this hot song I got and have to think about this hot brand I'm building. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. And you got to do that. We got to start supporting who support us, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Basically. You know, K100 is for the independent artists. You know, they have a lot of other platforms out here for, you know, Atlanta artists or Georgia musicians. You know what I'm saying? Or yeah. wherever you at tuning in, get with those local on the ground platforms, man. That's advocating and that's, you know what I'm saying, that's developing for the independent artists or people that's of your character and where you at in the music industry, man. Because without our support, they can't continue to fight for us. You know what I'm saying? And creating bigger platforms for us, man. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I, I just want to kind of advocate right now at this moment for K100 Radio, you know what I mean? And just kind of. Make sure people not just tuning in and soaking in the information when it's convenient for you, but actually supporting a brand like this and, and keeping it, you know what I'm saying, being able to evolve so it can create more opportunities for yourself. You know what I'm saying? You investing into brands like this and platforms like this, it ain't just for their benefit. It's for your benefit also. That's a tough sell. a bigger platform like this can yeah. get. And you know, you know that's, what I'm saying? The bigger a platform like this can get, the bigger opportunities you're gonna have and resources you're gonna have available to you now. Yeah, and and that's and you know what? That's such a that's such a tough sell, from my point, from 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 where I sit. Even though I know that's factually the facts, I know that I know that my I can I know in my brain and my heart the way I feel. You know what I'm saying? That I, I the way I feel, the yeah. bigger the bigger this brand gets, the better it will be. And the mill it will it will benefit independent artists all over the world because I know the plans that yeah. I have in my brain for once I get to a level with the with, with, with budgeting and just every access and, 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 and juice that I know exactly what my plans are to help. But yeah. it's 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 always tough to say that and make other people believe it because everybody always assumes you have selfish motives when you do stuff like 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 earlier when we talked about basic basic shit like charging for services and shit, people always think that's about yeah. cake in my pocket. If it was about cake, if it was about cake yeah. in my pockets, I charge you the real going rate for what I do, and I don't. There you, go. you know what there I'm saying? I make, it, I make it, I make it, I make it affordable. Point. Right, I make it affordable enough that no no indie artist can argue with me about the price of a direct line interview. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. not gonna jibber jabber with you about thirty dollars, bro. I'm just not gonna do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not. So, yeah. if you, so if you haven't done That's a direct line, if you haven't done a direct line interview with me, it's just the fact that you just feel like investing in something, a brand like K100 Radio and the vision that I have for it, you don't believe that your $30 is actually going towards a real vision. You think it's you worry more about me spending the $30 on a pair of Jordans or something. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to actually yeah. invest yeah. in a platform. Even though you'll come yeah. over here and you'll watch the MIC, you'll participate in Illa Kill. You exactly. know what I'm saying? You'll get your music exactly. played. You'll get your BDS reported spins. You'll do all that shit, but you won't spend the $30 with K1 Radio to do a direct line interview yeah. or get an email blast or something yeah. like that right there. You know, it, not, not that you don't get anything out of it. You get the fucking interview and all the the exposure that we get yeah. from my platform, but exactly. still, you just don't want to pay it, and, and it's and it's it's a tough sell to sell a lot of times because people always assume the worst in the music industry that everybody is super selfish or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I like yeah. to think that everything that we've done on Cable Hundred Radio would 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 definitely go against all 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 evidence is to the contrary with Cable Hundred Radio. You feel me? All it, 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 from, yeah. from from down to the motherfucker who made it, which is me. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know what I'm saying? So all the way down to the person who yeah. created this particular platform. But and even and you can know all that and all that information is right here in front of you and you'll still get people who won't do it. Who won't invest the thirty, who won't yeah. break bread, who won't it, it just it just it that's just how it is. 
and I and I feel like yeah. if I can't convince you of something like that, I know, I know, definitely it's got to be harder for a lot of other people. Because if I can't convince you that yeah. the, the growth of this brand is helping the independent artist community, it's got to be damn near impossible for some of these other motherfuckers. Because they got super shady track yeah. records. You know what I'm saying? They got they got a shitload of, of, of stuff going on to kind of suggest otherwise. You feel what I'm saying? Whereas we don't even have yeah, those no, issues. Can't. We don't have those issues as a reputation as a platform. We known for that. And it's still hard for us to get people to invest. Whether they don't have it or they just don't want to do it. It doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's just it's just easy to say, but it's not so easy to just get people to do it. Like like he said, I, I like Nick Love's advice about uh, the jab jab uppercut. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like this is jab. Exactly. This is a jab. Illa Kill is a jab because it's free. Uh, you know what I'm saying? All of this, you know, all of these jabs that we throw, and then we throw you the uppercut. Hey man, we got these interview joints. Rock with us. You know, it's only thirty bucks, and the uppercut doesn't land. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, eh. yeah. Yeah, it's kind of tough. You sitting in my suit, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that wasn't a rant though. That was just a factual assessment of the of the situation that I that I find myself in as a person that runs K100 Radio. You know what I'm saying? And you know, I just want to. I'm pretty sure a lot of you other people out there that run platforms and um, who have all these other situations run into the same thing. Man, I'm speaking in general too, man. Yeah. Just for all platforms that's out here. Hello? Yeah, I think I lost it. Oh, yeah, I'm here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying, you know, like you said, all platforms is out here for for us, man. You know what I'm saying? It, it's just we have to continue to support us. And so whether it's an uh, independent artist supporting a platform that's for independent artists, yeah. you know what I'm saying, black-owned businesses supporting black-owned business, however you want to look at it, you have to support what's supporting you and what's going to help build you up in the long run. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And the key words you were saying that I think a lot of artists, when it comes time to spend that kind of money, what they don't look at is that key word, and in that's in, in invest. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The money you're spending is an investment. You're not just spending money. You're yeah. investing money, though. You should uh, yeah. be. Yeah. You should be looking at it as an investment. It's just an advertisement, promotional tool. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's what it is. That's what it is. You know, K100 <laughs> got this many followers. This many fan base. Yeah. So I'm finna go and spend thirty dollars and put myself in front of twelve thousand Twitter followers because he's finna tweet it out. Right. So yeah, you, you know, know what I'm saying? saying. I mean, that's it. That's what I, I literally, I literally, when I first, when I first did stuff like, I had to literally go back and just stop for a second, look at, look at the way I worded everything on the promotion on the website, and went back and reworded everything to make it, to make it drive home the fact that this is a promotional tool. This is not you paying for yeah. it. This is a promotion. Yeah. These are promotional interviews. This is we you we're doing exactly. this to promote you. This is a this is a thirty minute advertisement on K one hundred radio for thirty dollars. You know what I'm saying? Come that, on that, now. that happens a to get a minute. Right. You ain't gonna get that nowhere. Right. That happens to get recorded that you can use over and over and over and over and over and over again for fucking free. You yeah, know what I'm saying? A, so that's a good look. You know what I mean? It's, that's it's a good look. But I had to go back and literally I had to literally go step back and really look at the way I worded it the first time on the website and in the promo forward and I was like Maybe I'm just not saying it right. Maybe it's not clicking with some of these motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? And I went yeah, and changed yeah. it, and it helped a little bit when I changed it. It kind of boosted up a couple of them. But even still, it's like, mm, you know, I guess you've got one You've got one arm of the industry, like PRs and people who feel like, I'm not paying for interviews. You don't do that, blah, blah, blah. Okay, yeah, but you, you, you're saying that while you're actually charging artists to do the exact same thing. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, yeah, it's always a conflict. You know what I'm saying? It's always a conflict. You feel what I'm saying? You know what I mean? But um, 
shout out to DJ Esoteric right now, man. Um, he's actually showing love to artists on my Facebook feed. He's actually like, yo, the next three artists who want to invest but don't have it, it's on him. You know what I'm saying? Hit him up, get in contact with him. Right. Shout out to Carolina George. He's jumped on that, on that um right there. Like, you know what I'm saying? You That's feel a me? Good luck. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you know what? That's look at you know what the, the problem with that right there is? You know, I like artists like Carolina George who actually made it past Illa Kill twice. You know what I'm saying? So obviously his music isn't whack because in order to make it through Illa Kill twice, you know you already know it's not easy. You know what I'm saying? But Yeah. Yeah, a lot of artists probably wouldn't even answer that, wouldn't even say nothing if they li- sitting there watching this guy say that. They probably sitting there looking like mm, this nigga with some bullshit. Carolina George was like, "Shit, me, me, bro." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you feel me? Like, but if he gets it though, I'm gonna be like, "Look at this shit right here." You know what I'm saying? Like, th- that's all you had to do was answer the guy's text right there. He said, "Yeah, it's on him." You know what I'm saying? He just wants to help. Who knows how that? that and then a week from now, if you see an interview with Carolina George. That's where it came from, more than likely. But I'm just saying, it's little shit like that, dog, that you just don't see everywhere. And even even still, someone's going to be skeptical about it at the end of the day. Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why people are like that, but people are like that. And not, you know what? I do know why. The music industry shady as fuck. It's shady as fuck. I ain't going to lie. It is. Yeah, so, that's the real truth about it. You know what I mean? I can understand the, the hesitation. Damn BSG. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Carolina George, like I'm already writing the email. Damn BSG, BSG in the building. But yo, shout out to BSG. We've been rocking with us the whole time. You feel me? Everybody tuned in. Seconds. We got about ninety seconds. If in case you heard, to get ready to uh, roll up out of here, man. What else you got to add, Mugs? Before we get ready to shut All down, right, man. Y'all just follow me on my socials, man. M U G S underscore a million. You know, Mugs what I mean? a million. M U G S underscore a million, man. Instagram, Twitter. Y'all holler at your boy if y'all need any um, advice on the music industry situations, man. I got a music industry crash course that I do. So y'all reach out and holler at your boy, man. Appreciate y'all. K100, bless them. You already know what it is, 60 bro. seconds. Absolutely, man. Well, that's our countdown. I can't. I wish I could mute that, but the switchboard we use. No, it won't let you mute. I, I know it's just fun. That, that's one of the most annoying shits to me <laughs> when I'm live on the air. It's like 60 <laughs> seconds. Bitch, I know. How fucking long I got? You don't got to keep reminding me how. Okay, anyway, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> All right, shout out to everybody who rock with us over here on yeah, Facebook man. Live. Yeah, Appreciate July it. 12, nobody wanted. Look out for the next one, man. Yeah, July no, 12, no, nobody down. wanted the the, the the free ticket to the Tampa Music Conference. I still got one. Hit me up. It's two days away. Good luck. <laughs> shout out to Carol Soto. You know what I'm saying. Uh, thanks everybody for calling in and rocking with us on the MICC. This was another music industry conference call with me. And uh, Mugs a Million. Shout out to Nick Love, our guest, and Bram with IndieHitMaker.com, TheBiteLife.com, IndieHitMaker.com. Ten seconds. Go check out both of those websites, man. Salute to everybody who rocked with me on K100 Radio tonight. Yo, peace. We out of here on time. Congratulations to the Cavs, LeBron. Shout out to that dude. I know a lot of people hate you, bro. But I don't. (laughs) I don't hate you, bro. Even though I'm a Heat fan. I'm mad about that still, but congratulations. All right, man, we get yeah, ready to get out of here. All right. Shout out to my family in Cleveland, man. Good looking out. I'm coming home. All right, Celebrate man. Celebrate with y'all. All right, Facebook. All right, K100 Radio. Back to the music, you dig? Uh, what I want to leave you guys with. What I want to jump into over here. What's new I like? What's new I like? Matter of fact, we was talking about Chance the Rapper earlier. Just just on the GP with Kanye West, that new joint he's yep. got. All we got. There we go. We'll Let's leave with it. that. Shout out to Chance the Rapper. Stay independent. Stay your course, homie. Cut the motherfucking check. Yes, oh, he don't need you, folks. Yes, Chance hey. the rapper. We leaving on him. We leaving on him. All hey, right, everybody. We out.
This, this is K100 Radio with the hottest hip-hop and R&B mixes. Tryna turn my baby mama to my fiance. She like music, she from Houston, like Auntie Yonce. Man, my daughter couldn't have a better mother. If she ever find another, he better love her. Man, I swear my life is perfect. I can merge it. If I die, I'll probably cry in my own service. Ah, ah, it was a dream. You cannot mess with the pain. This is like this many rings. Y'all know what I mean. This for the kids of the king of all kings. This is the homiest thing. This is the beat that played under the word. This is the sheep that ain't like what it hurt. This is officially first. This is the third. This, this is the 